Would you just say? I back Liquid Death 110%. Derek does too. Yes, I do. Thank you, Blasco, for hooking me up with Liquid Death. Blasco. All right, so let's start this shit, man. We guys, you all sound, everybody sounds great. All right. Uh-huh. For all the listeners, you can hear Derek Green, so stop your fucking complaints. It was yeah, one, stop the complaints. It was one episode where it was weird and it's all fixed. So you need to turn up. your ears up. Um, <laughs> welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have a very special guest, a very positive uh, human being, Mr. Ephraim Schultz. What's up? Thank you for being here, man. Really, really appreciate for you being me. here, man. <laughs> you sound great. You look great. I haven't seen you in a really long time. You've been on lockdown as well. Yeah. Uh, how's life going? It's really slow, but just trying, like we were just saying a second ago, all, all we can do is make the most of the time and just stack tunes and wait to go on tour, man. Exactly. You know? Stack tunes. And you've been really right? busy because you're like in like four, you're four, four, four bands. groups at least. And then uh, once four in a while, bands. once in a while I play bass in the cover band well, you came to see. What are, oh, what, yeah. are, what, what are the four bands? I sing in Death by Stereo. Right. I sing for the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Oh my God. I sing for Manic Hispanic. Okay. And I sing in a new band called Word Attack. What about Dirty Black Summer Tribe? Oh yeah, I play I play bass in Dirty Black Summer. Okay, yeah. And you have a skate shop and record store program. Yes. In Fullerton. Yes, I do. And I also, like you know, throw shows on the side. Yeah. Shows w- at the work record production. store. Production. I do a lot of sh- yeah. We do like f- during normal time at least four shows a week at our shop. Wow. Should yeah. Cabs band play there, man. Oh, oh hey, we, we would love it. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hey, yo. Whoa. Yo. Yeah, I'll tell Cab. In a heartbeat, yeah, man. That like, would be great. Oh. He's got a new band called Urethane. They're trying to play some really? shows. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, come man. on. Okay, cool. Dude, hook that me would be up, sick. man. Because I, I want... It's fucking Cab, dude. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want yeah. to say it on here, but I want... Supposedly that show we had last year is coming back this year. I... I yeah, and, and I'd like to get them on that as the opener. Yes. Be cool. Oh, it's supposed to happen September, great. supposedly. Absolutely. That'd be amazing. I hope so. September so, shows. So we have a show in August in, in Vegas, Death by Stereo. Okay. Oh, so we're just like, oh. Yeah. Please. Fingers crossed, yeah. right? Please. Yeah. yeah. I, I have, um, was it really hard keeping that store open during the pandemic? Fuck yeah. And, well, uh, surviving it, surviving it. Yeah. Yeah. It. And it, it, keeping the store open, period, is just a challenge, yeah. man. But, you know, there's <laughs> there's not a lot of money in skateboards and records, you know, but yeah. we love it. And and everybody that supports it, we have this great big hardcore family, man. Yeah. And everyone, everyone just pitches in. I mean, man, we got broken into during the pandemic. Wow. And we were only at that point doing curbside. And, dude, I can't tell you how many people just showed up. Just awesome, man. Going, oh, take that, take that. And everyone helped us, man. It That's was cool, cool man. man. So, so it's a good community out there. Absolutely. We, we couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, we're paying the rent. Yeah. Oh, we just got a brand new window. Oh, fuck. He's just sick. You know, like, yeah. So we're hanging in there, man. Is there a skate you know? ramp there? No, we, we okay. don't have enough space, but we got a rad bank in the alley right next to our sure. shop. So people just show up and skate the bank. And, and do you skate too? I, when I was younger, now I'm just kind of an A to B guy. I push around, but. I skated a lot, dude, through through my youth. I've always been super into skateboarding. Yeah. I found skateboarding at the same time as punk rock. Like we all did, the soundtrack. Yeah. E- exactly. So you were born out here? Yeah, I was born in the South Bay in Torrance. Yeah. Uh, I, I lived in Redondo. My parents are from Mexico. Okay. And they, they came over and they went to San Pedro. And like my dad was working down there for a long time. Then they moved to Redondo. I lived there for a couple years. Then we came to uh, uh, North Orange County. Yep. Kind of just, hey... Where's the job? You right, know, where's right. the thing? Yeah. You know? So we, shh, shh, shh. I was going to ask you, I was like, your last name is Schultz. That's a very Mexican name. Well, <laughs> I'm one of the community of Mexican Germans. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a few of us. That's his guy. Oh, yeah. There's a few of us because, you <laughs> That's know, amazing. the That's music, incredible. too. To, 
the same as German. Yeah, there's a German influence music. on Mexican music. Mm. So there, and there's a German Mexican community in Mexico. Like Jason Cruz you're, is a German blo- guy. You're blowing my mind. Uh, oh yeah, I, I never knew this. Existed. Oh, there's a bunch of us with German parents. Jason Cruz, uh, Louis Perez, uh, Louis from Los Lobos, his kid. Wow. Yeah, who's in manic with me? Um, Elvis from Left Alone. Elvis Cortez. He's okay. a Mexican German. Uh, Gonzo's a Mexican German. Wow. Yeah, there's a few of us scattered around That's California, amazing. man. Yeah, That's incredible. And uh, there was a lot of people that immigrated from Germany to Mexico. My uh, my grandmother did, and then my grandfather, who is another German, just met her in Mexico. Wow. Yeah, and so my you dad. You have a big family. Uh, we don't really know our family. My dad just lost most of his family. My mom didn't really have much of a family, so it's just there's six of us that okay. we know you know wow yeah it's and time for ancestry.com oh yeah, yeah i know we, we've been, <laughs> actually not, not i've been learning a lot i've learned, me. I've learned me, so yeah. much about my family in the last few years actually we've you really been we, yeah we've and we've been tracking people down and mm. this and that and uh, uh but so my dad was born and raised in mexico green eyes blonde hair speaking spanish speaking german not very good at English. As I got older, the English got better. You know what yeah. I mean? Heavy accent, but a Mexican dude. People would trip out because we we just yeah. live in a Mexican area. We go to like the carniceria or whatever to get some wow. food. And my dad would walk in there, Shh, yeah, and they start talking. You know, hanging out all the paisas. You know, and he'd always hang out all the Mexican Hola, spots. Amigo. Oh yeah, and wow. my mom would tell me like she's like, oh god, when you before you were born, when you were really little, she's like, I'd always tell your dad like, you're good. You're white. You're you're good. Just don't hang out with all these fucking Mexican dudes and get caught. Don't wow. go to that spot. Don't go to the spot. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, wow. you know, for real. And then uh, my dad was a resident, never a citizen, and my mom became a citizen, and she's here in, in Costa Mesa. But yeah, yeah we're for, my family's from Guadalajara. My dad was in Tijuana for many many years. Mm. You know, all over Mexico. Uh, you go back and forth a lot. You go visit and uh... I I haven't in a, in a while. Uh, I actually recently, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I have who I've been talking to thanks to Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have a half brother and a half sister in Mexico. Wow. Oh, yeah. So we've been waiting for this to calm and you down. Didn't know, and I, you didn't know about it till later? I, I knew about him when I was really little. Okay. And he came over when I was little and then he was just gone. My dad had a couple kids before mm-hmm. he was with my mom. Yeah. And like we just never got the chance to know each other. And my dad passed in the 90s. Okay. And then, uh, we never saw them ever again. Wow. And I have an older brother here. Okay. And uh, he found him on fucking Facebook, dude. That's crazy, Yeah, man. And it's so nuts. And so we started talking and it's... How old are they, do you know? Um, my brother is... How old is he now? Touching 60. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't oh, met... Yeah, he would be older. You haven't yeah. met yet in real life yet, right? You haven't met yet? No. Well, well, we met when I was young. Yeah, yeah, but since then, yeah. Since then, no. And, wow. and you know, like... So it's a trip, and and I'm really, like, interested in knowing more about my family that I can learn through him, and mm-hmm. so it's really right. cool, man. Wow. So we're talking, you know, but when this calms down a bit, I'm going to shoot down there, and we're going to sure, hang. sure, man. That's dude. awesome. So close, yeah, I got too. a trippy kind of weird experience, you know, because I have, like, a... I have mixed parents, and I'm mixed. You know, I'm half white, mm-hmm. and uh, so I. I and how but, was that growing but, up? But but I'm raised a Mexican. Yeah. Do you know yeah, the yeah. white side, like in Germany? Uh, my, my dad did bring some German influence in, and dude, it was a trip. Sometimes, like at like just eating dinner, he'd be like talking to you, and on accident, subconsciously from Spanish to German. Oh wow! And we, we'd just be like, "What? Like, what are you saying, Dang. Dad?" And, he, and then he'd switch to English. Yeah. Trippy, man. But you know where in Germany? Oh, uh, my grandmother's from Berlin. 
Oh, nice. Love yeah, Berlin. straight up Berlin, Berlin man. Yeah. Love Berlin. That's Berlin, Berlin. Kreuzberg. Yeah. <laughs> we got roots out there. It's amazing. Yeah, shout out all of our homies there, dude. For sure, man. So many. My favorite place in the world, man. I love Berlin, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So, so how was that growing up for you? Like, how, like your exposure to punk rock and skateboarding, was that in high school? Uh, when I was in the sixth grade, through skateboarding, skating with some kids, I remember just in the schoolyard, skating around by the basketball hoops, and... Uh, some older kid skating put down a boombox and played me the toy dolls. Wow. wow. That's the first <laughs> punk I heard. Wow. And then really quickly after that, I traded some skateboard wheels for Who's Got the Ten and a Half Black Flag. Sick. And that was my first uh, hardcore record. Wow. So it was like from Sixth toy grade doll- too. It's yeah, young, man. yeah. Toy dolls to fucking that a little while later and whatever yeah, grade toy that doll, was. Toy doll, I never heard anybody skating to toy dolls. It's super random for me personally super growing random. up. It's like maybe it's like Completely the random. faction... Or Circle Jerks or Dead Can. That's cool, Toy yeah. Dolls. That's awesome. But between Toy Dolls and Black Flag, there was a couple years where I was just listening to whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had a Beach Boys record. And Sick. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just had <laughs> records. I didn't know any better. I'd get them at my, my, my parents used to slang shit at the flea markets. So I, they'd, my mom would give me quarters and I'd just go, like, buy records. Wow. And just, I was a kid. Oh, this cover looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, how it worked. That always worked. Oh, I got a cover like, oh, that cover oh, yeah. looks good. Yeah. My first record was Beach Boys Live in 69. Nice. Awesome. And I just bought it with my own money. So I kind of grew up like that, hearing a lot of Mexican music. Yeah. Uh, like getting into high school, I could never really relate to classic rock. I never mm-hmm. heard it. I didn't. Yeah. Like, man, you don't fucking know whatever that Zeppelin is. <laughs> and I'd just be like, nah, man, I don't. <laughs> you know? Like, do you, I, you appreciate it now when you're older? I do, but I'm not. So fucking crazy about it, me like either, other man. people are. Yeah. I appreciate respect it now, but growing up, I was like, "Fuck that, I'm punk rock." And yeah, me shit. too. Yeah, and, and, crazy man. You don't like classic rock? Some, I, I appreciate some, it some now, of it. but you know, some, some fog hat or anything like that. Or, it's cool. Or some Zeppelin. There's some jams. There's Come some jams. on, man. No, I, I couldn't name the jams if I heard them. Like you always like say, guess the, guess these songs. Like I could I could know the song, but not the artist. Maybe I get it. Okay. I like a lot of the bands that like Led Zeppelin liked. You know what I mean? Or, I get that. You know, yes. and I like a ton of oldies. I grew up listening to a lot of oldies with my yeah. dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love rock and right. roll. Like, I'm super into Chuck Berry. Okay. You know what Sick. I mean? So now like, we're that, that's, yeah. that's where I'm at in my head. Okay. Rock and roll is where right. everything comes from. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, but at the same time, simultaneously, my parents were working at the swap meet, and there was a guy that had a stand that sold tapes. So I would go over there, and I'd sweep his shit and organize all his shit for him every weekend, and he'd give me four tapes. I could pick anyone I want. Oh, so I got dope. breakdance mixtapes. Mm. You know what I mean? And then the next week, I got a Judas Priest tape because it looked like a Transformer. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> right? You I know never heard I mean? somebody say that or about like that. A, like, like a whatever, the Voltron. You, yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. you know what I mean? Voltron. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and fuck, you know, this or that, you know? And then we would go to Mexico on the weekends. And all the time, we'd always go down to TJ. A lot of families would, you know, we'd drive down there, do all our grocery shopping, hang out, blah, 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 come back. And I'd buy tapes there, too, on the street. And I did buy a Led Zeppelin 4, but the cover was in Spanish. So wow. it'd, be like, it'd be like Pedro Negro. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's cool, Black Yeah, dog. so I, I had a lot of records growing up that were printed in Spanish. Oh, that's wow. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, or like, like I remember that's I bought it because I liked Rocky. I bought the Survivor record because it said... El, El Ojo de Tigre From the motion picture <laughs> From the motion picture Rocky Ojo yeah. De tigre. yeah Dude Like You know Weird shit like that Yeah you know? and, and I was really into like Thrift stores as a kid You know Fine yeah. shit like that Like Found some weird shit at thrift stores. Cool hardcore Did, shit at thrift stores. Oh, yeah. Did oh, you yeah, ever you shop at thrift stores? Like hell yeah. yeah. That was that was my thing. I don't too, know what inspired man. that too because it wasn't yeah. like we had TV or YouTube. I, I just. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe some of the skate videos you saw, like people wearing like dickies or bigger clothes or yeah. like yeah. like all his bones you know what i mean like yeah. lance, oh, yeah. Mount, lance mountain had a cool kind of style like that right right everybody's wearing shants and you had to cut them off yeah, so you go yeah. get them at the fucking goodwill dude they're cheap bro yes. and plaid plaid pants too oh plaid i had pants. a lot of yeah right. i rocked some plaid pants weird random button-ups damn it yeah we used to go to the thrift <laughs> shop up, yeah random button-ups yeah yeah it's weird like, yeah before the beastie boys too yes. something in the early 80s that i saw that man it, also like the back of the suicidal record <clears throat> Sorry to cut you off. Everybody's wearing those button-up shirts and drawing their own suicidal drawings on yeah, the back of their own true. shirts. That oh yeah, sweet. that's hard, Fucking dude. Sick yeah. man. Maybe that. Yeah. So, so the skateboarding and the punk rock came together around sixth Absolutely. grade, same time. Yeah. And it just kept evolving. And then I I I, I went to junior high with this kid Raphael who showed me English beat, Dope. and that became like a big deal to me, you know. And then right. he showed me the Smiths, uh, Manu Chao, uh, you know, Mano Negra, his first band, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, so I was like listening to everything, ska, punk, hardcore, rock and espanol, like breakdance music, breakdance music, fucking, you know, all kinds of hip hop. I was hearing Mexican music. So I had a really weird thing. You I know? love that, man. But that was a time I, I know you guys could probably relate when back then it was hard to be like that because yeah. you were what you listened to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very dudes would walk. Yeah. Dudes you know? would walk up to you. What are you fucking like? Are you like a. Yeah. Are you a meddler fool? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what are, yeah, what are you? Now? And I just like, fuck it, what? You know, like, we're like, you know, like other Mexican dudes with straight up, even, ah, dude, I, I have a weird haircut. What are you, a skinhead? What are you, a white power? Skin. And I'd be like, no, nah, man, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fucking just don't beat me up, dude. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, yeah. you know? Duh, you know? Wow, she started going to shows super young then, too. Yeah, backyard parties, because, you know, out here, that was everything. So, like. Were your parents strict at all or no? Uh, they were pretty strict. And then as I got a little older in school and all that, my my dad, like, my, it was almost like they tried to shelter me from shit forever. And then my dad just got real with me and like, <laughs> it's cool. You know what I mean? Like my mom was super strict and I'd just like not go to school, go home, kick it with my dad. We'd go to the movies, this wow. and that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It was great. Did you hate school? I fucking hated it, man. I hated <laughs> everyone there, man. It was a fucking wow. worse. And we all had a secret world outside that yeah. none of these fucking Dorks knew about his yeah. dipshits. Fuck these fools. It was shows like that on the weekend, skating, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, dude, totally. Were dude. you a wild kid? Yeah, not at first. And then I, I don't know what happened to me, man. Skateboarding. You were sheltered. You said you got yeah, punk was, in that. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Shell. Yeah, and obviously, like in eighties, immigrant parents. It was always like, you know, be good. You know, don't don't make a fuss, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did they encourage you to speak English? Absolutely, my like, brother. Stop speaking, you know. Like, oh, absolutely. A, a lot, wow. a lot of immigrant families like they yeah. didn't want to stop us, right? But and they and they were very proud, right, of being Mexican. But but my brother learned Spanish first, and then they were like, "Oh, we've got to teach him English first. Mm. Mm. And you know, it was just I don't know. It was just the decision they made. And but how's your Spanish now? It's all right. You know okay. what I mean? It, I mean, it could be a lot better. But when we go play, comprende Mexico, todo. See, si, comprende todo. Y, si. <laughs> I don't know what this is. He's saying it's pretty bad. My Spanish oh, is really bad, dude. So, <laughs> were, you, were you fucking up in school, like getting shitty grades and stuff when you got into Yeah, dude. I got really shitty grades. And I was fucking up in school, anyways. And I was never interested in anything, dude. Like, I can honestly say, like, and they'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to <laughs> skate. I remember I, I got felt in, the same way. Too, yeah, man. I got Darn. in so much trouble in junior high. I remember because, dude, not because I was fucking shit up or getting in fights or anything. I was so quiet, 
and I just only listened to records, didn't talk to fucking anybody. I'd hang out in the back of like the field with like the, my friend Asante, this Laotian kid. Like I didn't have any friends, you know. Well, I had friends, but we linked up with the fucking dudes that nobody liked, mm. you know. And he ended up becoming like a big tagger and shit. But I hung out with dudes like that, yeah, you know, outsiders, yeah, and uh, 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 outcasts, yeah. And I was really quiet, and I skated through with never having to talk kind of sitting in the back i got a 0.00 grade point average in seventh grade dude oh my and i remember God. they called my parents we need to talk oh, to you bro. we have to give your child all this testing we think he's uh slow or spectrum, maybe or yada, yeah 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 wow. so i had to go through all this testing and then my, my, my parents were like there's, there's nothing wrong with you like he just doesn't doing? care yeah what are you doing you know <laughs> he doesn't give a shit yeah, i just yeah. didn't care dude i hated it damn and and and, and then like then the adolescence, you know what I mean? And then the, uh, and then the, uh, and just, oh my God. And, and then I realized oh, I once. live in this, we were living in Fullerton when all that went down. We moved to Orange County and I was living in Fullerton and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the city where this is all from. Holy shit. Yeah. DI is from my fucking neighborhood, like Sick. four blocks from me. This is, you could be in this fucking shit. What? Mm. You know what I mean? And then it just. That's crazy when DI is your local band. Right. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Nobody dude. gives Di enough props, man. Dude, the best. I know that's the true. Incredible, man. So fucking. Oh, I know. So good. Yeah, I, I just up hung out with super uh, influential. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I had a, a long convo with uh, uh, Frank Agnew. Like, oh yeah, six days ago or something. Is that Rick like that. Agnew's brother? Yeah. Okay. Because Rick and Frank were both in all of those bands. Yeah. At one point, mm. there, there. Well, there's four brothers, but three of them played. Okay. Alfie, Frank, and Rick, and it was almost like who. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Me Switching too. places. Yeah. Totally. And uh, they're fucking geniuses, dude. They, yeah. they gave us the octave, dude. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for punk rock, but what? <laughs> yeah. Is the singer the eyes to the round? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And they're still they're still doing it. Uh, Joe and Eddie Tatter are playing bass and drums, who uh, were in a band called Aversion in the 90s. Okay. Remember them? Maybe. And uh, Cali uh, Band? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thrash Band. Okay. And uh, uh, he plays bass in the Dickies. They're all in all these different bands, but uh, the guitar player Clinton's just been in DI for years. Wow. But they're fucking great. I used to be Casey's neighbor. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, the fucking scene in suburbia. Oh, my God, dude. No, it was, it was he's, like the coolest, he's like the coolest human being I'd ever seen mm. in that movie. Oh, yeah, that movie. Dude. Was, dude. I went out and got one earring, dude. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> I did that. I was like, yeah. What was the second album? To, 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 the first... I loved all those those uh, albums. What is the order? Oh, I'm trying to get the order of the oh, albums. I, I would look it up, but I turned my phone. Something off. if the horse. <laughs> I forgot the name. It was a long. Oh, name. horse. Horse bites dog cries. Yes, yes. And, and Bangers, like, man. Our our kind of obscure town, Fullerton. You know what I mean? Like they fucking put it on the map, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And dude, uh, I know this is a bold statement, and it's very argued. We got the fucking first hardcore forty five. You Mid guys do middle class out of Vogue. Fullerton. Fullerton does. Wow. Yeah. What now, year? What I know, year? I know there's yeah. a, it's argue. I, well, I had the convo with Steve Soto and he was like, yo, that's the first hardcore seven inch bro. Cause I was arguing with him. Oh, Ever. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's all, Oh, you think hardcore? And I'm all, Rest I in peace, I, and I was like, maybe for the West coast, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, he, and, right, he, and right. he's like, he's like, that record is the reason the adolescents went fast. Okay. Wow. And I was all. Well, if that's whoa. before like AF or something, I wonder. It's pretty, yeah, it's I, pretty I think early, it dude. Been yeah. Pretty early, man. You heard, you heard of that before that first? No, image? but I know like West Coast stuff was popping off. Yeah. We're an Coast. obscure town to, to have. All it's kind of sick, though. It happened yeah. from your town. Yeah, it's weird, man. Did you like East Coast stuff too growing up? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And, 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 uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we can talk East <laughs> he Coast. Know, for he a knows long what's up. Time. He yeah, knows what's up. We could talk some East Coast, dude. Um, Like, 
looking, I learned about a lot of music from Thrasher magazine. Of course. course. You yeah. know, yeah. And Album reviews, pictures, the t-shirts. Ads, yeah, yep. what bands to get, the skate rock yeah, tapes. Absolutely. That's how I learned about SNFU in Canada. That's Ooh, how I learned greatest, all the scenes. Yeah. Great fucking yeah. band. Woo. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, the East Coast, so uh, I learned about uh, Minor Threat first when I was in high school. Uh, I didn't really understand that this, the, I didn't know anybody, dude. I didn't know that many people. I didn't have that many friends. I had a few punker friends at school, but... Like some kids were death rock, some couple of the kids were this or that. Yeah. I'm into the cramps. I like, you know, and there was only like five of us, dude, you know? But uh, so I just thought it all was punk. Yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I heard Minor Threat and I heard Seven Seconds and I didn't do drugs or drink in high school at all. I just because it didn't connect with me for whatever reason. Gotcha. I wasn't against it. All my friends that I did have were all fucked up and tweaked out, <laughs> doing acid, you know, punkers. Yeah. And, uh, I just, it didn't connect with me and this music aligned with kind of where I was at by default. Yeah. And I never really call myself straight edge. Then everybody started calling me that in high school and I was like, what the fuck is straight edge? It's a song. And that's how I started fucking learning about straight edge wow. and hardcore. Wow. Connecting the dots after that. Yeah, yeah. And I think one time in high school, I drew an X on my hand, like, like, oh, connect with this. But then. I just stopped because I was like, I don't know. It, it, it just made it weird. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I think I'm a poser. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? And then yeah. this, this kid, Sean Prim, this real tough fucking dude. He's still my friend. I just, in high school, he was like this tough dude. He had an AF trucker hat. And that's Sick. where I found Agnostic Front from his hat. Got you. You know? And I still know Sean. Dude, wow. thank you, Sean. And uh, I, remember I remember those hats were that. dope too. Not oh, for nothing. Way back then. Yeah. You know? And that's how I kind of learned about that. To New York shit. Yeah. And so into the 90s i was into by then i was into everything whether it was green day or agnostic front yeah, yeah, yeah. i just like punk music yeah I you love know that. Uh, uh i remember when paul Miner showed me you guys early on and i was like dude this, this is like what i like it, it's, it's awesome fucking really hard but it's like melodic i yeah I can yeah, yeah, yeah sing along to every fucking chorus the first time you know awesome. what i mean thank you oh, no thank you thank and, you. and uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> and and well, you guys open the doors for all of us to be on Epitaph, bro. Hardcore, mm. wow, dude, straight shit. up. Oh shit! Oh shit! Straight shit. up, wow. dude. You know One what I mean? Like, on that's right. You guys in AF. That's right. Changed everything, dude. You know what I mean? Wow. So thank you. Thank you. You, you opened some minds over there. I mean, dude. Yeah, we're the first East Coast band they signed from the hardcore scene. That's right. Wow. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you. I know this is tangent after tangent. All good. But I got to tell you this, dude. I remember going to Epitaph. I have to tell you, you inspired me and you don't even, I have to tell you this. <laughs> going into Epitaph and someone in the background here in the peanut gallery, like Toby checks in like every day, dude, and he makes sure everything's straight. He makes sure everything's right. And they go, they make, he goes, man, he fucking makes sure we're on point and da, 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 And I was all. Ding! Wow! And fucking, I, I what car did I, I have? I was. A, a, you should. Yeah. I had this car that barely made it. What was that fucking car? I had some piece of shit. Uh, it was a Civic, a Honda Civic. I fucking drove that fucker back and forth from Orange County to Silver Lake, fucking every day that I could during the week wow. that I didn't have to work or whatever. And I showed in the up, mix. but I was positive, yeah. But I was in the mix, and and the whole band started doing it, dude. And that's because of you, dude. Wow, hearing man. that. And wow. I was just like, you have to be on the ball. I have Thank to you, be man. here all, yeah. You guys had no manager or nothing, right? He's doing it yourself? Nah, dude. Yeah. I remember at that time, like, being so blown away. Like, it, dude, we, we put our first record out on, on Indecision Records. Yep. You know? <laughs> the best. And we're back on Indecision now. Awesome. But uh, uh, <laughs> Dave Mandel, like. Shout out to Dave. Yeah. He, he put that record out. And then we ended up selling, like, a 
pretty fucking good amount of records out of Dave's fucking garage, and we couldn't believe it. We went on tour, yada yada. That was 1998, right? Yeah, and the, the record came out in 99. We started in 98. If looks it, could kill, I'd watch you die. Yes, and I had been sitting on that title <laughs> since high school. You got some ill titles. We'll go through. We got some. Crazy I sitting on it in high school because I had a band before called Clint. It was just okay. a shitty punk band. We came to New York in the 90s. You did Clint? I booked a tour in Book Your Own Fucking Life. I could barely play the guitar. It was a horrible noise. Nobody ever heard us. No one came to any show. We couldn't get any shows, but I was like, we're fucking going to New York anyways in our fucking shitty Chevy. 96. We drive to New York. I call a number out of Book Your Own Fucking Life, just getting my mind blown. I go, hey, it says here this is a crash fucking uh, squat. We're like punks can stay and i go oh, we got there was eight of us went together dude we're so oh stupid in this God. little fucking 12 passenger van with no seats you know oh. yeah laying on sleeping bags or whatever on each other and then fucking this dude's all yeah man blah 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 fish and chips blah 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 come over to my squad blah 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 it was motherfucking. <laughs> it's like this thing of the ant word it was motherfucking neil from nausea bro oh wow and i am never met anyone in my fucking life i'm from california wow. i used to write to like squatter rot and all the right, east coast right. zines and all that for stickers and tapes yeah max and mark were all that oh shit. yeah and i was super in nausea dude and i was like what that we was go Royce to- yeah Royce so, yeah it's dope dude, uh, yes <laughs> so we fucking go to his pad he lets us crash i'm just like is this real and his pad was a record store mm. he had a distro in his yeah. house and all these dudes from different fucking gnarly crust bands and she because i was into that shit too yeah. you know and i'm like who what and just trying, trying so hard to be cool. And I remember I was so <laughs> hungry. And he just, I'll never forget it in my mind vividly. He's cooking all this pasta and all this shit. And I'm like, wow, what a cool guy. Then he sits down and just serves himself and looks at us. And he's like, you want some fucking food? The store's fucking this way. Yo, don't walk this bridge without carrying a knife outside. This is 96. Wow. Yo. <laughs> 96. And we're from, dude, you know what I mean, dude? I'm old. <laughs> What motherfucker? You know, you're like, dude, what? And then I'm like, I'm cool. I'm just gonna sit here and watch you eat. And yeah, then, I'm chilling. And then he talks. It's probably Avenue A, Lower East Side, right? It had to have been. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we, it was so. It was like, yeah, it, it was so different. But to me, it looked like a like paradise, bro. It was yeah. like you can do yeah. anything you want. And then he, this is an adventure, dude. Then he, I'm just in there like, uh. And then I'm like, hey, you want to hear my tape? You know? And dude, he did not like it. And he's like, yeah, you should send that shit to Fat Mike. And they give me a ride on your helicopter when you get big and famous. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh, man, God. I'm getting tore up by like my hero, bro. But then he goes, all right, I was 20 or 19, maybe 19. And then he was like, all right, you want to go to a bar? And I'm all, oh, boy. Fuck yeah, we want to go to a bar. I'm like, this guy, dude's going to take us to a bar because we couldn't get into any bars. Yeah. And then he fucking takes us to some weird bar in Lower East Side in the middle of fucking oh, abandoned man. buildings Cute. and all this shit. Oh, okay. I have no idea what it was. No, you don't need fucking ID. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all hanging out. And then he's like, all right, you want to go to CB's? And he took us to CB's to see Disassociate. I remember Disassociate, yeah. Yeah, and they had those that Ralphie's band, orange, yeah. Fluorescent wow. orange amps and all this weird shit on CB's. And wow. I remember I was all psyched because Dystopia opened in their West Coast. And I was into Dystopia. So okay. This is like a dream. And we just hung out in New York for a few days, slept in the van. I remember wherever we were. We walked somewhere from CB's. It's such a faded memory where we could see like the waterfront. Yeah. And we literally like a couple of us just fucking sat on the thing with our legs and just laid down and went to sleep wow. for a few hours wow. that night. Like right. it was yeah. just an adventure, bro. Yeah. And that was 96? Yeah. And so when did Death by Sarah start? Did that start in school? 98. It started. Uh, 90, oh, yeah. I, I got my uh, diploma or whatever you get from the continuation in 93. Okay. So because I'm 46. and uh, So you didn't graduate? 
Uh, I I did technically. I went to uh, they call them technical schools. Like if you get kicked out of your high school, you know. Did you get kicked out? Oh yeah. For what? <laughs> oh dude. Well, a lot of reasons. Like kind of because I didn't. Same thing. Didn't give a fuck. I didn't do fucking nothing. Zero just, zero zero point zero average. Yeah, and after a certain point, <laughs> I just didn't show up. And then when I was in high school, my dad was pretty ill. So I ended up just having by default to stay home with him a lot and help oh, him. Oh, wow. Okay. And then like it turned into, dude, it, that's when it opened up. My dad just became just like a bro, my fucking best friend, dude. And like, like I would just go home, like I would ditch school, go home early. And it was go like, movies, I got, yeah, I got my first like, like a big old boat car for like 400 bucks at Plymouth and pick up my dad where we go in my dad's car. We drive to the movies and he'd take me to see all the R movies. So I'd be all psyched. And <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And, you know, but, but I want to go, I, you know, I remember going to see gleaming the cube with my dad, Sad, like, man. you know, all that shit. So that was like, I had a kind of a trippy high school experience. And then at night, my mom would come home from work and my brother was in college. So it was really important that he focused on that. So I hung with my dad and my mom would come home from work and then she'd just be like, get out of here, go have some fucking fun. And that's wow. Go to shows. Wow. Hey, my friends fucking rage. <laughs> like, you know, dude. So what year? So you, did you make it through your senior year? No, I got kicked out in my junior year. So I did my Damn. whole senior year at a continuation, but here's what's dope. This is something that changed my life. Going to that continuation, man, you got out of school at noon. And it was across the street from Cal State Fullerton, the college. And they had yep. a little pizza pub where they had free shows on Thursdays at noon. Yeah. I run across the street. No effects on the white trash tour. Like Dang. 20 kids. You know what I mean? College kids. Don't know, whatever the fuck they listen to then. Wow. You know, 10,000 maniacs or whatever they like. You yeah. Know? And fucking, uh, uh, I was at the second Manic Hispanic show. And then fucking... 20 something years later, I'm the singer of it's Man. Fucking crazy, man. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I saw a lot of shows weekly there. Lagwagon, Vandals, like, a million bands played there, dude. And not That's a lot of incredible. people were at those shows. Yeah. So, it was cool. So, Ron's there, no doubt. Uh, wow, no doubt. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it, you know. Were I, you working out too when you got out of school? Yeah, I, I, uh, I had a job at Pizza Hut. Okay. And then uh, I worked at Little Caesars for a while too. Wow. Pizza Hut, I worked out for a long time. Yeah. Wow. And I would ride my bike there. I, I, I got my. My continuation, and for that, like, I got a mountain bike for graduating, so I fucking, I would take, because I would take the bus and walk everywhere. I hung out with this kid, a skinhead, who everybody calls Skunky, and uh, I don't even know if I should say that, but, uh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Skunky, uh, if you're out there. Yeah, oh, he is, and he's my bro, but, yeah. but uh, he's, he, like, I hung out with that dude nonstop, and he's a lot of the reason I didn't get my ass kicked at a lot of shows. He had your back. Dude. He had your back. Yeah. Like you know friends from I mean, New York dude? did like that. Had yeah. your back. Yeah. Totally. And back then. The big bro, man. Oh, yeah. And I remember just like now, rewind, I grew my hair out long. So I was getting my ass kicked at every show, dude. Um, you know what I mean? I remember going with him to see Youth Brigade and just, I'm staring the back, back against the wall, you know? And he's just like, you're cool, bro. Yeah. You're you know what I mean? I, I remember like literally like having a skinhead walk up to me in a parking lot of like a coffee house where all these punkers used to hang out and just like, then some other dude like, and I was like, oh my God, thank God. Dude. So I've back. never been like, yeah, I'm yeah. not a tough guy, dude. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like a dude, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, dude, I'm goofy, man. So you just worked, you, you know, like, dude. You just working at Pizza Hut? Did you, have, did you have a band yet at that point when you graduated? We, we, I had like little just stupid bands in school, you know what I mean? Just trying to make a band. Yeah. We had a band called Ham. You know, just yeah, kid Clint, bands, yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to make a band, just whatever the name and what of was, this is. What was Clint named after? My friend Clint. We're all just wow. sitting in a room, and I was like, what do you want to call it? I'm like, I don't know, Clint. All right. He made one of our last Death by Stereo videos, fast forward. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that works. Clint's, Clint's the shit. He's and and Death by Stereo is named after a lot from the Lost Boys movie? Yes. We, when we all were sitting together, the original 
demo lineup of Death by Stereo that wrote half the first record is Ian, who is Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk of Aquabats. Okay. okay. Yeah, and he plays for like Gerard Way and all these. Like a nice one of those dudes. Yeah. You know, and uh, 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 Jared, who's the drummer of Alkaline Trio, yep. sometimes, and he plays with Mike Cam. Yep. And uh, Paul Miner, his brother Jim Miner, and uh, and me. And uh, uh, where were we going with that? About the Death by Stereo name. Oh, Mosh yeah, Boys. we brought a list. I have the list still. Wow. A piece of paper. And we all put all these names on there. And I'm the guy that walks in and I write, here's my vote. Let's call the band Fart Sauna. <laughs> Fart Sauna? I'm so dumb, dude. I just, I'm all, I'm all let's, be, let's be the band from the Wonder Years, the electric oh. shoes, you know what I mean? The worst guy. Wow. You're a big movie head, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and uh, uh, I was like, what? And then Death by Stereo, Ian wrote that on there. And I'm all, dude, I love that movie. And we were all, we all, we were all so, so into it. How, it's a, it's, it's, it's a quote. Shoots, it's a quote. He shoots the vampire with a crossbow. He hits the stereo and goes, ah, and he's all death by stereo. Oh, so dope. Oh. Did you sample that in anything? It's a first, on their first record. Okay. Right before the first song of on the first record. Is that cool to get something just like that of a movie and it fucking becomes like your band? It becomes. I, I can't believe really it. Though. I love I've the seen, name. Since, uh, not that I'm taking credit for it. The Lost Boys get yeah. the credit for it. But love that movie. since 98, <laughs> I've seen, me too. I've seen <laughs> a thousand death buys. Wow. Death by chocolate, death yeah. by this, and death by that, and death by mm. this. And like, we've actually, I won't say it out loud, but we've actually gotten in a few little fucking legal things with yeah. people, mm. you know. And then our Skull and Bolts logo. Yeah. That I watched Paul Miner draw in front of me on his desk. Shout out to Paul Miner. Love Paul Miner. Paul Miner threat. Dude, he, yes. He, uh, he drew that, and I've seen that logo on so many things. Now, if it's altered, you know, by however much percent it's yeah. not yours anymore. Fuck it, I'll say it out loud. When Death Proof came out, it was our skull on the hood of that car. Okay. Somebody leaked the script and the cover of the script. It was my space time. Cover wow. of the script had the car with exactly our skull that Paul drew. I I know it. You know wow. what I mean? Right, and, right. And, and the shape of the teeth, everything. And I'm all, like, I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. And so we talked to a baller ass attorney that, that, <laughs> ja- that, that, yeah, that Jason Freeze hooked us up with. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You know, nice. I was like, bro, I need your help. Yeah. You're the dude I know. Help me, man. Give me Green Day help or whatever. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. He's like, I'll hook you up with an attorney that they vouch for that's a homie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, just shut up. Don't fucking tell anyone. Let it come right. out on everything. Mm-hmm. He's yes, like, you're yeah. going to get like a fucking half a million dollars, bro. And then uh, MySpace days, dude, it got put on our wall and a million people are on all these pages. Yeah. Fucking back. Epitaph days too. We had yeah, a lot of tension. Everyone's like, Grrr, and they fucking changed it. Wow! Because they heard. It. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. The script cover changed. Everything like, changed online, and we were. I was just. You it, but it's such a bitch. But it's. <laughs> it's such an obvious bite, though. Death by and then yeah. death and then. I bet you was just an art guy. Mm. The same way a guy that liked Minor Threat probably did that Nike ripoff bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. like all that shit. It's just dudes grabbing art off the internet. And yeah. Emulating it. Yeah. I'm flattered, I guess. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? Obviously, we're trying to copy the fucking misfits. Mm. I don't know. You're influenced. Influenced. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, dude, straight up. Like, yeah. you know, I, I like bands that have defined things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Logo, right? Yeah. When a band walks in the room, like when I was young, it used to feel like when the band walked in the room, like everybody, there's no internet, there's no nothing. And you may have never seen them. You were like, that's man. Yeah, oh, yeah. They walked yeah. in. That like, energy was. Yeah, like and you get that like vibe coming off the Yeah. I, I liked it better when I, I really like hanging out and I love meeting people every day and talking to people. So I'm not that person but 
I miss the days when every band was that person where you couldn't be friends with the band. Maybe. Kind of mysterious too. Yeah, like you yeah. can't knock on on so and so's tour bus door, dude. Yeah. No way. And some big ass dude will come out and check you. Yeah. But you know what? You could probably knock on one of our friends' tour bus doors, and you might get a little, you know, a little vibe. But they'll be like, "All right, man, you know, take a totally. picture with the guys." Da, da, da. Yeah. They used to be like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, nope, not tonight. You're not on the list." Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, it's true, dude. Yeah. So like, I, I kind of miss that, and I miss the mystique of shit, dude. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like mystique. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, like, dude, you can't fucking say hi to Carrie King on Instagram. Mm. No, I, I, Kerry King would never be on Instagram. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. I but don't I want him that. to. I, love, I don't want him to either because yeah. actually he would never be on it. I like yeah. dudes being unapproachable. That's his personality. I'm yeah, like, I like yes. Too. Yeah. I love that. You know, yeah. I think it's his personality too. He's not that type of person. That's totally. Like, I love the Emakai's not on there. I love yeah, that Milo's yeah, not on there. Yeah, I don't want to see any of those people on there. Yeah. At all. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I know, know what you're saying now. Yeah, and, and I understand. I, I, on, I, on the flip of that, it's a great way to promote everything you're doing. It's a great way to promote true. your music. Stuff oh, dude, you're, I'm all over it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, but I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're but, saying. But if I want to, I can go on Twitter right now and say, yo, 50 Cent, your shit's whack now. Yep. And I shouldn't be able to do, diss somebody like that. You shouldn't be able to have no that. No respect. Like, yeah, yeah, but, exactly. yeah, like the boundaries are not there. So yeah. like the respect oh, boundaries are but gone. But when it comes in person, it's, it's like totally that different. face to face. It yeah, don't, but that'll yeah. never happen because these dudes will never say shit to your uh, face in real life. But never. you can go up to somebody and say that to someone like that. Like, we, Oh, yeah. You shouldn't even be able to get a message. I shouldn't be able to, even get, to get a message to 50 Cent that fast. Write a letter there to you, the fan club, This is what bro. you do. Delete. Next. No, yeah. I, I, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Though? I like the, the mystery of it all. Yeah. Like Robert De Niro. I'm so glad Robert De Niro's not on social media. No. No. Like, like Robert De Niro. Like I should be able to hit up Neil from Nausea, but I should not be able to yeah. hit up fucking whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever, whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause that's what punk's for. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the what connection. punk's for, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, but wow. I remember uh, I think James from Metallica. He, he was, was on there for a while. He was Papa on Head. Yeah. Papa Head. Really? He was, he was on. on there he was for on a for real. Now yeah, I asked man. him, and I ha- I heard him say this like backstage. He was just like, yeah. I was on the Instagram, and then people would, go. It was and big, he would, and he was like, "It would just became overwhelming." Yeah, you know? he was like, "How could I post certain things?" And it'd be like, "How come that didn't get this amount of likes?" And so really, and started, pop ahead. Yeah, he's, and then he was just like, "I'm done with this," you know. Wow. Like, kind of like, it's like this is Max. Uh, is, wow, yeah. Max is Max. Hi. What up? You, you dude? remember Ephraim, man? Yeah, dude. How are you, dude? I remember a bunch Last of time times. I saw you was in Slovenia Max, somewhere. Was yeah, holiday. Somewhere then. So crazy. It's crazy. It's real, bro. Know. It's real, Maximus. Ow. You want to say that real quick? What happened? Or can we do that after? Yeah, we can do it later. Well, I want to say one thing too. Paul Miner from Death by Stereo mm-hmm. for the listeners. Paul mm-hmm. Miner is an amazing engineer slash producer slash every everything, and he's Chad Gilbert's right hand man who did mm-hmm. our Nothing to Prove album, our Use Your Voice album, and our Covers album, and Agnostic Front. Tons of albums. Look I up, did not know that. Look mm-hmm. up Paul Miner. Okay. Bu- Buzz Bomb Studios in Orange County. Yep. Incredible, incredible fucking engineer, producer, everything. He did our last record. He's, yeah, he's incre- he does so many great records, terror, tons of bands. Wow. He has yeah. a great fucking he's ear, shit. and he's a really super solid human, man. Absolutely. He just mixed the uh, the Voodoo Glow Skulls record that's oh, he did? coming out in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm going to get to all your bands. There's so much <laughs> to talk about. So so now you're in Death by Stereo. So how old are you when that band starts? Uh, 98, and I'm 46. So whenever, uh, do the math, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, kids. Do it. Yeah. yeah. So, a, so after your first tour, when you guys get back, what is the vibe when that first record comes out in Decision? Dude, you guys have a buzz? Are you playing lots of shows? We had a buzz because we fucking lucked out on our first tour, man. Okay. So Paul shows me one of the first AFI 7 Inches, right? Oh, here we go. And he's like, yo, check it out. We could write these dudes and get a 
patch and a sticker for an envelope with postage on it and a dollar. Remember those? Yeah. Hell so, yeah. And I'm all, oh, yeah. just look around. And, and you wait six it. weeks without having anybody to complain on the internet. You just True. have to wait and be patient. You, just have to wait. you can't be DMing people. Where's and my shit? It come, yeah, it comes. It comes. When it comes. Dun, dun, dun. It's exciting. It's so exciting. Bong, 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 right? Yeah. It's so just like, it's incredible. Straight yeah. up. Most incredible feeling. So they hit up Paul. And they're like, yo, you live in Orange County? He's all, yeah. They're all, we're coming down there to play this place called the Showcase Theater. And uh, yada, yada, we need somewhere to stay. And they came and stayed at Paul's mom's house. That's how AFI. We met, yeah, that's how we met those guys. Wow. And that's how we became friends. Wow. So then we made our demo because Paul was an intern at a studio called For the Record in Orange where they did a ton of like legendary hardcore records. Okay. Uh, a bunch of uh, great punk records. Anyone from like Farside to the Cadillac Tramps. Sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, Love Cadillac uh, Tramps. Uh, the best. And... Uh, uh, Oh, far side. Oh yeah, dude. It's not the, not the rap band, the hardcore band. I know. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've heard of them, man. Come on. I love I love the hip hop band. I have a so far much. side outburn show poster. Yes, there was uh, Outface. Outface. Did I yes. say Outburn? It was Outface. Yeah. It's a uh, split. It's okay. Some I remember someone giving like me a that. bunch. Yeah, there's a I would write people and we trade posters and flyers and someone sent me. Yeah, sent me that. It was poster. on Crisis Records. Okay, and I was like, oh cool. It's like, what is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but so AFI come to town. Yeah, so Paul was an intern at the studio, learning, and he got us, you know, the time at four a.m. to make our demo, and we go to the showcase with AFI. Hey, we just got the tapes. Here's our tape, and they fucking were just stayed on tabs on us. Were always so cool to us, and uh, then uh, Dave Mandela pro- talked to us and like, all right, let's let's put out a, uh, an album. We're like, holy yeah. shit, we made an indecision. So we tell AFI, and, and they fucking take us on our first tour. Wow. Like, yeah, that's fucking amazing. Of the West Coast. They were the, the best, dude. So it was supposed to be uh, this band, Berserk, that was on Recess Records. Us, 88 Fingers, Louie, and AFI, and 88 broke up the day before the tour. Wow. And, hey, Joe, thanks, man. Because then we got Love bumped you, up to main support. And then... Uh, main support. Yeah, I was bummed we didn't get to tour with them, dude. But but uh, uh, we got main support because of that. And then, so all of a sudden... We have this new record. We're playing these, you know, 500 to 1,000 cap rooms. So sick, man. You, you know, as a main support for this cool band that's blowing up. Which AFI album was that? It was know? right when Black Sails came out. Okay. Dude, okay. so that was 99, right? Yeah, yeah I think and, so, yeah. Uh, so we were just like, what the fuck is this? And then we did the whole rest of the country DIY. Nice. I booked the tour. Most of it I booked. Dude, Paul, for a short time, worked at Revelation Records. Yeah. And I needed a job really bad. So, uh... 9899 he got me a part-time job there him and dave mandel they lied and said that i knew how to use a computer i had never turned one on yet because i didn't go to school and they barely had computers in the 90s yeah. right and, and they were turned one on and they, they said i knew how to do sales and i fucking feel so bad for jordan dude i was the Dang. worst employee jordan's so rad man like the best sweetheart so yeah they gave me a job there right and so they're like yo this is email and i'm all like what the fuck is email and they're like can, yeah, right. they go, you can write letters to ev- anyone, anywhere you want. And I'm all, for free? Yeah, I'm all, <laughs> fuck. Like, book your own fucking life. It's putting together, and I got yeah. this job. And then uh, Andrew Rizek from the band Treadball showed me how to do an email. Yeah. And then uh, they go, here's a list of all the record stores in the country we know. We need you to write everyone and make sure they have all the records in stock. And I was like, yo, can I play at your shop? Yeah, get this. Uh, play at your shop. Wow. Hey, you, you know you know a spot where I can do a DIY show. I love this guy's hustle, man. Right, and right. So yeah, so we totally DIY. That's how we got a lot of the East Coast for our first tour, dude. Damn. DIY shows. We ended up getting rad shows. We played in uh, 
uh, Asbury Park and the skate park that used to be yeah, there. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. With, with OS 101. I remember OS 101, too. We played all these random shows with all these rad bands. and it, Dude, it just kind of started happening. Wow, man. And then we got back. And Dave Mandel's roommate got a job at Epitaph as the webmaster and was just wearing our shirt a bunch of times. Okay. And then it, uh, some, I think our name caught Brett's eyes. And then we got our first like big tour was, uh, well, I would say like our first big tour was the AFI and our second big tour was we got, it was the Vans West Coast Takeover or some shit. It was oh, I might remember that. us straight face and Ignite. I remember straight and, face too, yeah. Yeah. And, and we went on that tour and we played the Key Club and the show tanked. There's hardly anyone there, oh, and we shit. knew Brett Gerwitz was coming, oh, and we were shit. so devastated because leading up, leading up to that, Paul kept getting answering machine messages from Epitaph, and he's like, "Wow, some fucking." We thought it was our buddy Ryan Clark, like fucking with us, right? And then it turned into Brett Gerwitz calling, <laughs> leaving messages, and, and like it was him Paul, and Paul being like, "Yo, this, this is real." You know, wow. and, we call and he's like, "Oh, I dig your dig what you're doing. Can you send me like a demo? If you have anything new, we sent him one song." And then he came to the fucking key club, and we were all like, "Fuck!" Nobody there. Yeah, we were right. playing to like ten. Yeah, but he's but, but, but he's focusing on the band now. But no, we, I know, no, but I we know. didn't know. You know, the story. No, no, I'm just saying how. I, I, yes, yes. No, I'm just saying because I'm friends with. Brett. I know Brett's mind works. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. But we just were like, "Fuck!" Did none of our friends show up? Some of them right. did. Cool. Yeah, and key club. Thank such God for those fifteen people that were there, but man. But key club such a weird place for shows in the first. Place. Absolutely, and and uh uh. We played and we're all fuck it. And I remember we all like just pounded a few beers, not Paul, because he was straight edge back then. And like, <laughs> but we were all like, boom, 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 fuck it. And we just started having so much fun. And in my mind, I was just like, fuck it, dude. Fuck it, it. It's not going to happen. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I'm on Indecision Records. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. And dude, right after, I see him come down. He was sitting up there with Gina. And then he just comes down, just climbs up the stage and just walks up to me. And I'm all, what? And he's like, what's up, man? And he's like, it just starts talking to me wow. while the guys are packing up the gear. And everyone's like, what the fuck? This dude who is the guitar player of my favorite fucking punk band. Yep. Next to the adolescents. And, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but dude, I worshiped his writing and all yeah. that. And I've seen Bad Religion a hundred times. Yep. And, and dude, I'm tripping. And then he just looks at me and says, hey, you, you guys want to make a record? Oh, and yeah, I was like, dude. that's all we want to do. And he was like, all right, here's Peace. my phone number. Call me on Monday, and then he walked away. And I remember our old drummer Tim was like, "Yo, we just got signed on the strip." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, "What?" He's the best human. He's, yeah. he's so legit, he's so a, real, dude. Man. It was the greatest thing that could ever happen to you in my fucking life, man. It Be was the coolest. Like, I couldn't. Wow, man, what a journey, man. You know, you experienced yeah, it too. Like, yeah. I went out, dude. It's thank epitaph, you, Greg dude. Rewitz, man, because I saw the fucking planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm still seeing it. It's yeah. like, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Dave Mandel and Brett Gerwitz changed my fucking life. It's dude. amazing, man. He he he's you so know? honest and so real, Derek. That like I, I told the story before, but that when he was when we were gonna get signed, we were on the West Coast doing the tour. He came to see us at Palace. The next day, went to the office, walked on the office. There were there were like these lowrider bikes, these Voodoo Glow Skull oh, yeah. lowrider bikes. Yeah. And so we saw the bikes and we're like, holy shit, those are so. We were jocking the bikes so hard. And Brett's like, yo, if you want them that bad, put them in your contract. Boom. Fast forward, put them on a contract. <laughs> seven lowrider bikes shipped to my apartment in Manhattan after we wow! signed the deal. H tool bikes. What? Thank you, Brett Gerwitz, for that. Like just the man of his word. Like he wasn't That's just blowing incredible. smoke. Putting your fucking contract, and we did it. Dude, he's so cool, man. I mean, like he did. He, I feel like he kind of above went, and beyond. Yeah, dude. he tries to give you that experience, Bro. especially you know. Yeah. You know, here's these young guys that have never fucking seen anything or done nothing, and he's like, oh, it was right when he he bought some. 
big cool like truck that we could all yep. fit in you know and it had like the most bumping system and he's just like you want to go for riding it like yeah you know and like yep. takes us this truck oh yeah i went to the stereo shop and just said and nate dog had just got one so i could give me whatever nate dog got yep. you know and like and he yeah. takes us to the cool rad place to eat oh you know this is so-and-so's house right the, the la tour man you 100%. know what i mean let's go to west beach rancid was recording rancid yep. 2000 Dude, I never met anybody in my life, dude. And we're yeah. fucking in the studio. <laughs> Rancid's gear's all set up. And I was like, I, I remember, I'm such a nerd, dude, because I would never tell any of these guys anything. I ran in there and I was like, touch the drums, dude. Like, I was like, so awesome. You know what I mean? I did all yeah. that shit, dude. Like, oh. Yeah. Dude, it, that was a mind It was a great time, time to be an epitaph, too. And like, one time at Jersey City, somebody stole our entire trailer full of gear in front of Top Friend's house. Oh. The whole trailer full of gear. Toad Epitaph, they bought us all new gear. All wow. new shit like that. That's incredible. And they're and real, like, dude. They were for. I mean, my epitaph experience started in '99. Okay. And my old roommate, when I first joined Simple Tour, I went on a promo tour, oh, and so we had to go like all around the world and talk to press and everything. And so we went to Amsterdam, and so that's where I met Marlena. Yes, love Marlena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Marlena was love Marlena. Used to work at Roadrunner, and then she started oh. working at Epitaph. So she was living in a building that where Epitaph owned an apartment. And bands the could stay there. Bands could stay there. We stayed there. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I lived there for two wow. years. What? Yeah. What was the main what? dude's name? The blonde guy, the tall guy, the main guy that ran to her oh, boss. Oh, my God. I Hans? can't remember his name. Hans? Was, Another one. He's coming to all the shows and drinking yeah, all the bands. Yeah. Oh, Excuse me. I can't remember his name. He had like blonde name. hair. Uh, Russ, the, I know. Who yeah, Russ. I just saw Russ. We, yes. The last we just did, Russ came out with us for a week. We just went to Europe. Wow. Russell came out with us in the Russell for yes, like Russell. a week. Yeah, yeah Russell's the best, best dude. Really cool. He's really cool. He's still just all those guys in that it, office were so funny. Very cool in the oh, Amsterdam yeah. office. Yeah, and, and those well, are the only people I knew. No, Hein was the main guy, right? And he looked, like, he looked like a James Bond villain. Yeah, like turtlenecks and that hair, you know. Yeah, but Russ, Russ was amazing. Yeah, Romy, my friend Romy, worked there. It was great because I would see shows with her. She'd be like, ah, oh, come hang out. I was like, I don't know any of this band, but I'll come and watch. And it was the best time. You could do laundry there and stay there, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, man. It was a great... That place is so amazing now still. Epitaph's it's still incredible. there, right? Still the office? The office, I'm not sure. But okay. I don't know about the apartment. It's like... Pfft. I won't yeah. sell them out, but a former Epitaph employee taught me how to send hash home from the office in Amsterdam. <laughs> I ain't selling them out though. Of course they did. <laughs> so so now now you signed Epitaph and how and how So this Dude, is it was just like This is your second you oh, this this would be your second album, right? Yeah, Day of the Death. Yeah. And uh uh right leading up to that man, it was just like around when Brett came out. Right after Brett came out and we said yes, yep. the ink hadn't even dried. It was when the first time I I learned about oh shit. Nobody knew we had signed yet, but they knew Brett had come to see us. So all these dudes started showing up to shows, mm. uh, and I was like, "Wait a second! Like, what? You know?" And yeah. like, you know, we played the Cobalt Cafe up in yeah, the valley. Nice spot, yeah, and uh, I remember like Tim Armstrong was at a show. Not probably not to sign us, but dude, he heard about us yeah. before I knew him. Like, he, yeah. I was like, I, "The dude from fucking Rancid's here." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? And and like Joe Sib showing up. And, yeah, like I was super into Wax. You know, and I didn't know yeah. Joe yet. And I was, I remember talking to him in the place. Like, Dude, 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 yeah. you know, like, fucking love your band. And yeah. it was a big discovery time for me. So we signed that deal. And I think the first tour we did after the ink was dry was Snapcase. Right. With Boyce's Fire. Right. Yeah. Fire so, tour in the U.S. That's dude. a big fucking tour, man. Woo, North America. What year would that be? Would that be like 2002? 2001. 2001, yeah. You know, and uh, 
oh God, we toured with everyone. Good riddance took us around the planet, man. I remember that. I remember dude, we toured with together. them for years, yeah, dude. It man. felt like we were on tour for like, you know, like yeah. half of our band's existence. And dude, I will say good riddance and AFI and sick of it all taught us, I think, like uh, the young us. The ways of the road. Yeah. There were some of the first people we met. Yeah. And they just taught us how to be good people, man. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, dude. Like at home, dude, like I interpreted punk, I think, way differently than punkers I met in bands. I thought it was real. So I know like first few years of our band, some people kind of kept a distance because they're like, dude, this guy's a fucking asshole. Dude, I was thrashing shit, bro. Mm -hmm. I was going into, I was fucking shit up. We'd play shows and like... So many venues, dude, don't come back because I would clown on the bar and fucking throw beers. Fuck. Why you wild? My out. friends were fucking crazy back home, man. We yeah. were punkers for real, dude. Yeah. We got kicked out of everywhere. I was like punk, and then and then I was like, <laughs> then I'm like, yes, my favorite band. This dude must be like us. Yeah, yes, he's not. You I mean, know what you I mean? mean? Like all professional right. and chill. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Lisa Johnson told me because I remember in like shout out oh, to Lisa Johnson, oh, great oh, photographer. Oh, yeah, and one of my greatest friends. In 03, I remember she shot us, and it was my first time meeting her. And I'm like, oh, she's like Lisa Johnson. Dope photographer. Like, the legend, you know? And I couldn't believe it. And it was for Kerrang, you know, our first time Kerrang. And then I remember years and years later, we had been friends for years. But there was a period of time I didn't really know her. I always saw her, and I'm like, how come we never hung out? And she's all, because you were like Minnie Fletcher. Wow. She's like, I didn't want to fucking hang out with you. You know, like, I was all... You know, like, you were we wild. Were, we were wild, wild man. Dude. Yeah. But those bands taught us. Yeah. Like, dude, you, okay. Be professional. Yeah. And so we realized, oh, this is real. Because, dude, when I was in high school, I believed in punk. I didn't think the planet would be existing in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought all those songs were real, dude. Yeah. The, your world destruction, your life ain't nothing, or whatever, you know, all that bullshit. I thought that shit was real, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I, they taught us how to be good human beings, man. And it's like, awesome. Treat people good. And be there on time, be professional, play your, all that stuff. Totally. Yeah. And, and Don't just, destroy the backstage. Oh, yeah. Don't and shit what you eat. Totally. Yeah. Although, it did take me some years, like, I was wild for a long time, and we definitely, like, I feel, so many years later, I'm so grateful that I'm friends with a lot of promoters that were like, you're never fucking playing here ever again. And I was just like, <laughs> you fucking knocked over five tables, ran across the bar, kicked 12 drinks off the bar. But Hey, you know what, dude? Like kind of like people kept coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was wild in those first few tours, but yeah. So that first run was did wild. Produce the album too. No, that was a Paul minor produced record. Okay, so what bet. we did with That's that awesome. advance is, uh, we went and bought gear for Paul. That's so, so he, cool, man. Yeah. Right. And it was right when, People went digital, so we did the drums at the studio for the record where he was an intern, and it was right when Pro Tools came out. Yep. There was also Digital Performer, which we didn't know anything. Who's which is going to be the one? Let's buy Digital Performer. Oh. yeah. But 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 it got Paul off the ground, you right, know. What I mean? right, you know what right, right. And he did our record like that, and Brett awesome. just didn't. Dude, he had zero input he just a do your thing man that's cool man yeah, yeah. and he let us ha- gave us our voice and and awesome and it helped us kind of i think that helped us kind of find our voice a little more yeah and experiment more and grow and then uh we did we toured with fucking everyone on that record, do the warp tour then too and now that was oh two okay oh two. Yeah. um so uh at the end of that cycle uh so we toured our asses off we we went to europe for the first time which was with good riddance sick uh, uh, 
that was incredible. I mean, like our first time in Europe is all, oh, you know, 800 kids, thousand kids. Dude, yeah. we're so fucking lucky, man. You know, and, and uh, well, you're not working jobs. You're only doing music at that time. Yeah, we're 28 months a year, dude. Great, yeah. You know, and I come home and like everybody, I'd have side hustles here and there. I, yeah. was, I, was, a, I was a street promoter guy. Sick. Oh, street right. team guys promoter i i remember brett see, right when i got signed i was still doing that dude still. and I, was, I, I saw brett walking into a show and, and i remember him being like what are you doing and i'm all and i go dude i'm literally promoting epitaph shit right now you know and wow he, he's all, whoa and i thought you know it was kind of it was a cool connection you know yeah it's like this motherfucker yeah yeah I, I remember i met uh i met voodoo glow skulls for the first time and met downset in person because I was promoting in front of the tattoo, the Earth tour that yep. you played. I, remember, oh, I, I, played saw, on, yeah. I saw you, yeah. yeah. And, and, I remember and, that. I know nobody, dude. Downside. Promoting, and I saw all these epitaph artists, and I was like, "Oh shit, you're the Voodoo Glow Skulls," you know. <laughs> and like, it, it's weird, man. Yeah. And so uh, I, I was that guy, and then we toured, and I handed out flyers between tours, man. I put up posters. I was the guy in L.A. You know, the guys that shove the posters to the top of the street lights and all that. Mm -hmm. Like those gnarly bombers. I was one of those dudes, man. Wow, man. Yeah, dude. Nice. Hip hop records. I did Wu Tang campaigns. I, I was a street dude, man. That's awesome. And so uh, important. Stay hustling. Day, yeah. yeah and, and I piggybacked, like that first DBS record, dude. I we pasted shit mm -hmm. all the way from the valley to fucking San Diego on my own, dude. Wow. Yeah. And sometimes I would like put my mountain bike on the bus rack. And take the bus down to the beach and then ride down fucking Beach Boulevard. Wow, we man. Pissed, we backpack. I hustled, dude. Hard. Super fucking DIY. <laughs> I, mean, I love I, it, man. I made sure everybody knew who, who we fucking were, man. And uh, I love that, man. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, people at Revelation taught me a lot about all this stuff. The sales manager at Rev at the time was Maurice Torres, who ended up being my bandmate in Manic Hispanic. Who wow. Taught, he taught me how to advance shows. Like all these people, dude, I learned something from each person, you know? Yeah. From along the way. From my friend Dennis Louie and my friend Dave Leon at this coffee house I'd go to shows at. They showed me like you put a guy at the door, collect the money. They showed <laughs> I learned I learned from everybody, dude. Yeah. You know? And so all that DIY stuff, I, I dude, between ninety eight and two thousand two, we played from everyone from fucking converged to Adam and his package to fucking pop punk bands to, yeah, you know, and, and then fucking bad religion shows started happening, dude. And wow. you remember when you got an epitaph, you got to get in that loop. Yeah, man. God, we played bad religion fucking hundred times, dude. That was oh, probably a dream for you, man. It's my life dream, dude. You yeah. know what I mean, dude? Like, dude, I literally had no direction. I was going fucking nowhere. None of my friends, dude, why, you know, none of my friends were anything mm -hmm. punkers, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Burnouts, whatever. We all just had jobs. Cause I, I pizza figured, hut. yeah, Pizza Hut, and I'd probably <laughs> like, and, and and not saying anything, dude. Like, no shame in the game, dude. Like, I still work, but like, yeah, dude. Like, I would have only worked, mm -hmm. whatever I, right. whatever I fell into. Somebody would, oh, hey man, I'm teaching how to do window tanning or yeah. be a plumber, whatever the hustle was. You know what I mean? Like, dude. Uh, so I, I'm around the planet. I'm learning all this stuff. I'm writing my mom so many letters, calling my brother from the payphone everywhere. So like, cool, man. So eye-opening, man. They're super proud of you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, It's cool, man. you know? And yeah. I, I got to do all the shit that, like, my dad could never do. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the shit to me was, like, like I've, I kind of, like, had this mission after a certain point. And it can't really tie it into my writing and through that epitaph that, like, I'm going to go everywhere and do every fucking thing my dad could never fucking do. Wow. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. My yeah. fucking best friend, dude. Mm -hmm. Did he come see you play? Remember the first time we saw you play? Oh yeah, when I, when I was a kid, he came to see my 
couple Other, of my little kid bands. But how about DBS did, though? Didn't uh, he? He wasn't. He wasn't alive. I'm oh, sorry. He, he passed in '93. Yeah. Oh whatever. shit. Like, he, but sorry, he saw. Man. He saw me get my diploma. That's great. That yeah. was a big <laughs> deal for him, dude. It was a big deal. I remember. Yeah. Getting out of the fucking noontime, walking to the payphone, hanging out with one of my fucking burnout homies, you know, and fucking <laughs> put put the, the what was it a dime or twenty cents? Yeah. Hey, dad. What's up? Usually, I would come home. Walk in the door, close the door to go into my room, slam the door and play records real loud. And I'd hear one thing every day when I got home. I'd walk in the door. My dad would go, I bet you're the only kid in school with no homework today, huh? <laughs> and I'd look at my dad and I'd go, yep. And I'd go in my room, put on a record. Yeah, you know? But like, it was awesome, man. But uh, What about your mom? She saw you guys? Oh, yeah. My mom's seen us a million times. Okay, sick, you know, uh, it, you know, it's harder for her to come out to shows these days. Our parents yeah. are getting older. You Were know? they together when she passed? Yes, That's absolutely. Amazing, they would man. still be together today. That's amazing. My man. mom is forever in love with my dad. My mom it's is my whole world. Awesome. She's the queen. That, you know? that, that's awesome. like her first. That's a real love, right? Oh, uh, what, my mom's one true love, dude. Yeah, see my mom first. Too. My that's dad dope, died. dude. Yeah. Hey, shout out to fucking rad family crew. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> then you know? my dad died. That's my mom's only. My mom tried to be other dudes, but that was that's a real everything for sure. Exactly. And yeah. like, like growing up, like kids could come to my house and hang because my parents were cool like they that. They were cool my, like that, yeah. You know, like... Although my dad didn't, my dad did not like the punk rock thing. He did not like where this was going. He didn't understand it, right? No, not at all. You know, and he only understand work. Yeah. He, he did tell me. He had a, so he, he instilled it in you, that work, that work ethic. Absolutely. And he 100%. gave me a guitar that he had, and he, and he just had it. I still have it. It's an old flamenco guitar. He got somewhere in Mexico. There's black and white pictures of him holding it. He's like, I tried to learn. I always wanted to be a singer. I would write poems for your mom. And so he would always listen to croon, crooners. So, you know, I listen to a lot of oldies yeah. and crooners, you know, but he just didn't get what I was getting into. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, shut that goddamn noise off, da, 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 you know. And so we, <laughs> we didn't get along in that aspect. Yeah. We, there was a big clash between us, but fuck, we were bros, dude, you know. Yeah, man. But uh, 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 my mom at first did not get it, but supported it no matter what. And I remember right. taking my mom to the Roxy to see me play with Bad Religion on the process of belief. Record release show, dude. Took my mom to the Roxy. You know, put her in a booth, you know. Tight. Put my brother in there. Fucking Breckerowitz. Same booth, bro. Wow. And I was all, <laughs> I'm kind of deep into my epitaph time by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking feeling myself really hard, too. And, uh, and I put my mom there, and I'll never forget. Brett going, this is your mom? And I'm like, yes, Brett. I'd really like to introduce you to my mom. And this is Andrea. And she meets Brett, and they, they shake hands, and my mom goes, I know you. <laughs> And he, and he looked at her and she's like, oh, I had to listen to you for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. And we all started laughing, but I was like, whoa. My, mom, my mom's cool. dope. She'll yeah, tell people what she thinks. But my mom is really creative. Really, she was a really liberal, outspoken person for being from Mexico in the era that she was from. Yeah. And she was sort of an outcast in her situation and uh, a really ahead of her time woman. Yeah. Really ahead of her time. And outspoken, got a job young, peace out. You know what I mean? Really went against the grain. Was never like I never went to church growing up ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe when I was like I was baptized. We're Mexican, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, I went when I was a really little kid, and my parents were like, "Nope." And my mom really had a lot to do with the way I look at the world and the way I write lyrics and what I believe in, and uh, and what I don't believe in. Love that man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because she would tell me like, "You can believe in whatever you want to believe in." You know, don't get. My parents would tell me, "Don't." go do some weird shit, you know, like, like, you know, there was hardcore bands that would play at churches and I get invited to shows 
And my parents were concerned about that. Not that they didn't want me to believe in God, mm -hmm. but they were like, don't do this because it's cool. Don't do this because of these bands. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Wait, find your path, you know, and find your path to God or not to God, you know, yeah. and, and that shaped everything. Because my mom would tell me, she goes, when I was a little girl, I lived in a house and the roads were dirt and the floor was dirt. I didn't have a TV till I was 25. Wow. We're from Mexico. You know, yeah. she's like, it was not easy. And she goes, then I would go to church as a little girl. And what would the nuns do? Smack you on the knuckles. And she goes, and I'd sit in this room and look at all this gold and everybody giving them the money. And she yeah. goes, when I was a little girl, it connected. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. And this isn't God. Right. And church is the world. Church is the sky, the beauty, wow, whatever. Man. You know what I mean? So like, she's like, you don't need to go to a church to pray. I respect that, man. You know, yeah. so that's kind of what Definitely. I grew up Group kind of knowing, you know? Yeah. You know, and my dad was so, somewhat religious, but he also really believed in some Mexican fucking, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So we yeah. always had weird little things in the car, a couple yeah. things of garlic in the car, little trinkets, you know? <laughs> so I kind of grew up with a little bit of everything. A lot of Mexicans do that, dude. They got backup. Yeah. They, you know, they, yeah. go, they go to the church and pray to all the saints, and then they go pray to a couple extra saints the church doesn't really talk about mm -hmm. and cover all the bases, you know? Yeah. But uh, I love so, it's such a multicultural growing up music, everything about your oh, life. Dude, it's awesome, man. It's weird, you know? Yeah. And uh, so uh, I was a searcher, man, you know, searching for music. So that influenced a lot of the, those records and my opinions. And I kind of wanted to tell the world about my dad and my mom and where our family's from and what families have to go through to get to be here. Yeah. My parents went through incredibly tough shit, man. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad went through crazy shit to be here. So. You know, I really wanted to express that. Mm -hmm. and the music I, and everything, yeah. Yeah, and, and when we made that first Epitaph record, to me, it felt like my chance to tell the whole world that, hey, like, I'd rather be, be this is in a period of time when Slayer wasn't a household name or as popular mm -hmm. as they <laughs> yeah. are now. They're very popular, but not like now. I would always say, I'd rather be Slayer than like the coolest band right now yeah, yeah. Because I'd rather be unknown, but still be around in fucking right. 20 years and be yeah. me. And I want to be the guy that is a siren song for other ugly kids. Mm. You know? And I, and I never talked shit on pop punk bands or any bands yeah, like that. Because yeah. I love pop punk, but pop punk guy. Yeah. But I would always say, dude, singing about chicks is for those bands. Mm -hmm. I want to fucking sing about issues. And because of my family story and all that, it led me into being very issue-based. Yeah. And it got deeper and deeper and deeper with the writing. And, and that carried me through that Epitaph record. We fucking saw a lot of the planet. And then by that time, we were fucking selling records, you know? Yeah. We're like, holy fucking the, the CD. What do they call it? The CD boom? Yes. I, I think I remember <laughs> Jeff Abarta saying that from Epitaph, the CD boom. Yeah. And uh, who's still my... Jeff Abarta. Jeff I, Rules, yeah. Who, who was the A&R guy still oh, at okay. Epitaph. I still to this day, I bounce tunes off him, man. That's cool, man. Tunes. This is cool, man. You know? Is he still over there? Yeah. Remember Dave Hansen too? Oh, yeah. Dave Hansen's somewhere else now, but he, he's, started, yeah. he's rad. Yeah, he was my dude there for a long time. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, then we made our second record, and that just took us to another, another plateau into right? the Valley of Death. It came out in 2003. Yep. We did Warp Tour leading into that to set it up, which was took us to another, like, you know, yeah. and. Warp Tour is such a game changer for bands, man. Oh, yeah. It may be a pain in the ass, like, not know what time you play until you wake oh, up that dude, morning at 10 a.m. You don't get it's your set rough. time to every morning you wake up. So like it's 10 a.m. Check in with team. See what time Dude. you play. You can play at noon or at 11. You don't even know. Like or, or at the same how time, it's no are. effects. It's, no, it's like it's really equal like that. Everybody just goes on when they go on. You're like, fuck, we're playing at the same but time. But you get to play religion. to an audience you never play. Totally. Yeah, it's definitely a game changer. Dude, I, I remember uh, being in some parking lot in 
fucking Texas somewhere. And the way they had it in that lot, like I could see Bad Religion playing on their stage. And While you guys are playing? Super loud while we're on our <laughs> Volcom stage facing them on the other side yeah, of the lot. Come on, that dude's label. What the fuck's going <laughs> no, on? No, exactly. And I was like, oh, whatever, bro. Right. But yeah. It, it, that it, happens. Yeah. But it, and then by 2003, man, we were, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. We were on a roll. and Full-time we touring everything, right? Yeah, yeah. We were getting tour after tour. We couldn't fucking believe it, yeah. dude. Big fucking tours, You're a great man. front man, too. He's a really great, energetic, Thank you. awesome front man. And we've played together a thousand times, dude. A bunch of times. And uh, I joke with Rusty about that sometimes. I, uh, last time I saw him, I was like, hey, man, you want to have a slamming show in Germany? H2O and Death by Stereo. Yeah. <laughs> they always call us, dude. Like, it's true. It's always that it's random one off. We play more together overseas, though. It's I crazy. Know, dude. Way more. I know. But we, yeah. we have to change it up when we start touring again, for sure. Yeah, dude. Um, Can't wait. So 2005 is Death for Life. Mm-hmm. And that's on Epitaph? That was our last record on Epitaph. Okay. Uh, so you did two on Epitaph? We did three. Wow, okay, we did two. Day okay. of the Death, okay. Into the Valley of Death, Okay. then Death for Life. A lot of death, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> death for Life would be our heaviest record. We just got really dark and way more metal. Mm. And uh, Dan, the lineup had changed, and Dan was still playing guitar. Dan, Dan joined the band like a year after we started. Yeah. yeah. And he... Uh, just took us in this really heavy, super metal direction. I was listening to against non fucking stop. Got bro, you. Wow. While we were doing that, non fucking stop. I was listening wow. to a couple of your records non stop so cool. at that time, dude. Yeah. That's dude, when I joined. Yeah. Dude, you, dude, <laughs> you fucking are one of the people I feel like I can kind of relate to in the way that there's most bands have the screamy guy and the singing guy, and you're. Both of those guys. Oh, thank you, man, for recognizing that. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, dude. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. That is awesome. And I, you know, and I love a lot of those bands, but I'm always just like, man, I want the singer to just fucking sing, bro. You know Mm. what I mean? So I really tried to push myself in both of those directions on that record, as fucking melodic as I could be and as metal as I could be. And me and Dan, our guitar player Dan, we talked about your records a lot, dude. It's crazy, man. That's so cool. (laughs) A lot, dude. We reference them all the time, like. That was the first one you were on against? Yeah. 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 What year was that? 99. Okay. Oh, no. Mm-mm. No, it was 98. It was earlier. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. 98. Had a, a tremendous influence. When, mm-hmm. when you joined Sepultura, I always loved Sepultura. I have mm-hmm. I have refused resist across my back, though. <laughs> I just nerd out time right now. Really? You across, do? Across my what? whole back, it says refuse resist. You can't see it through all the hair, but. Um, oh, oh, shit, God. son. Dude. Wow. Your band is my... And it didn't even know you were going to be here today. I had no that's idea. That's amazing. So you awesome. guys... That's cool. Bad Religion, Adolescence, Slayer really shaped me, you know? Right. Uh, that's uh, cool, man. You know, and then when, when you joined Sepultura, it was like, dude, this is like me. This is what's in my head, mm. you know? Wow. So, that's so our, cool. our most metal record was so many years of listening to you guys, mm-hmm. and it just built up. And, and, and also, I was super into Fear Factory. Yeah. Right, I still right. am. But uh, Machine Head was that one of the bands back then? Yeah. Machine Head, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, Fear Factory was part of that whole yeah. world. Yeah, Fear yeah. Factory I was focused on because I was into them since the Krusty days, you know yeah. what I mean? And and, and uh, uh, the Backyard days and right. And uh, but uh, we got super metal on that record. And at the time, I remember it was like this big buildup at Epitaph, and I don't think it did what they thought it was going to do. And we didn't think it did what we thought it was going to do. And we were changing. We had just gotten with sanctuary with nick john yeah, yeah yeah and it was us and mastodon were like the new sanctuary bands oh my god yeah and then he did you feel pressure to make that record i did yeah, yeah. we yeah. had you know what and uh, fuck man we before we made that record to be honest with you i'm so grateful for epitaph and i don't mean this in any way that they didn't 
knock it out of the park on that record because internationally it was our biggest record. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So not in the U.S. You okay. know. And uh, but uh, dude, labels started fucking hitting us up, dude. Wow. Uh, you know, and they're really? like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. But nobody would go as far as to buy us out. And I remember playing. We got into that whole new arena of people through Sanctuary and Nick John, dude the best dude you know like dude he got us in front of fucking everybody and he had just gotten that mastodon deal and those guys he ended up segueing us from touring with bad religion and pennywise to we segued into avenge sevenfold which yeah. i remember oh, seeing wow. you in avenge sevenfold we played. yeah i know those guys yeah. and then uh uh to mastodon slipknot in that world and wow. we got a lot heavier but yeah. then we did a we did a lot of that touring and it, it was just like you know what man we did better in punk rock and we, I feel like we wasted a lot of time. Not it wasn't wasted to me because I'm. It was a fantasy for me to play with all right. these bands. Yeah, it's great. But in the punk world, we stuck out. We, uh, dude, we would yeah. play with Pennywise, and we were the crazy heavy band, the metal band of punk mm. bands. You know, we're more aligned with Suicidal, I guess, or somebody like that yeah, crossover, yeah. DRI or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we would crush, and then we're playing with these metal bands, and mm. we're like, we're getting annihilated every night, dude. We're not that heavy. Wow. Right. We're not that heavy. We were heavy on Epitaph. Wow. Some metal bands we could tour with and it's right. gangbusters because it's a lot of fans in common and stuff yeah, like like yeah. you guys or mm -hmm. like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, or like totally trashy bands. But uh, dude, we went on tour with uh, Soulfly and dude, it was the raddest fucking tour. But dude, that era, dude, that was just, then we segued out of it because because dude, mm. I'll never forget. Slamming tour after slamming tour. Last day of the Soulfly tour. And those dudes were so cool to us, man. They're just like these poor motherfuckers. Have been slugging it out on this tour, dude. Wow. Giving it their all every night and fucking just to, to, to this, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Soul fly, soul fly. And fucking the, <laughs> the last night, we're playing the fucking marquee in, is that Phoenix or Tempe? Yeah, or yeah, yeah that's yeah. her yeah. hometown, yeah. right? Slam line. We're like, last day of the tour. And I remember we're on stage and it's just, ding, 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 you know? And I'm just like, fuck. And, I'm, and then the whole time I'm like, man. I fucking love this band. In my head, I'm like, I'm having the best time. I get to see this music I love every fucking night. You know what? Fuck everybody here. Yes. And I went on stage. We start playing, and some fucking dude in the crowd throws a full water bottle, nails our drummer Todd right in the fucking face. Uh, yeah, I love in Todd. a quiet room. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, Sweet three guy. songs in, yeah. crickets, crickets. And I'm fucking going as hard as oh, I yeah. fucking can, you know? It nails him, and I see him all. I turn around, it bounces, and I fucking catch it. I jumped off the barrier and fucking mashed the dude's fucking face with the bottle in my hand. Wow. Boom, right? Then you all saw these, him. He was, wow. Oh, yeah. I, dude, smashed him. And then all these people around him were like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Starts turning this thing. And people, <laughs> half the crowd has no idea why the singer just right. jumped off and hit this dude. And then the band's still in the middle of the song. And, and then I start seeing the band catch it. Did you start throwing shit at me? The whole crowd and then I does. jump on the stage and I'm all, fuck you, motherfucker. And the band's still playing. I'm all, keep fucking playing. Fuck these fools. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You cool. Fuck you. And then I'm all, bring it. Bring the fucking hate. And the crowd is showering us with trash. Yo. And the plastic wow. beer bottles. Oh, yeah. And Soulfly crew, everybody's on the side of the stage like, Ugh. freaking like, out. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And these, what are these guys doing? And then the band's kind of looking at me mad. And Dan's like, what are you doing? And he's, everyone's dodging bottles and shit. And then he's, Kind of catches, starts laughing. The song ends. I'm all, all right. We've got four more songs. <laughs> Super's just talking. People are like screaming, booing. 
end of the fucking thing, I'm all so much. Our friend Brian is doing merch. Somebody get Brian the fuck out of there. And I run to the dressing room, see Gloria and the whole camp. And I'm like, thank you so much. We are so fucking grateful for this tour. We literally have to leave. I think we're going to get fucking murdered by your fans. Wow. Yeah. They're going, what the fuck you? And they're like, Okay, you know, like later we just jumped in our van. You fuck with your merch guy too? Did you fuck with your merch? Oh, guy? he was alone out there, dude. Oh, dude. Man. So, but we bounced. It was great. It was fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. But like, we still play with metal story. bands. You but that be, was the end of us. My hero band, man. I would that's seriously, amazing. if I was at that show, I'd be like, "That's what's cool. That's wow. what's up." Yo, that's that, a great way to end a tour too. Fuck. Oh yeah, just fucking, oh, man. dude. And I've gone back to the marquee a bunch of times with punk you ever bands. You play with Soulfly again? Only at festivals. Okay. Yeah. And they're all mad cool, obviously. Yeah, I always yeah, see yeah. Mark and everybody and, and Chow when he was doing Rizzo, it. Chow. You know? wow. Chow was my dude. Chow was my man. dude. Yeah. Chow's my dude too, man. Yeah, yeah. Zero tolerance, dude. That's right. John Z-T. Mack. He's to be my roommate in Jersey City. He played in Maximum Penalty too. And Zero Tolerance. Yeah. Nice. No, zero Tolerance, dude. John Mack used to live in my house with me in Jersey City. He was my roommate. That's so awesome, man. Dude, John Dan Palmer brought... I think it was a fly or something, a zero tolerance but thing for Johnny to sign at the Viper Room. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I gotta say, that's fucking cool that you 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 stuck to your guns, you stuck on stage. I've seen that happen with bands that you know, like Systems of a Down, for example. Right. We toured with them. They were opening. Then we played, and then Slayer. Like, Slayer that's fans, tough, man. It was tough. It was their first tour. Oh. And they were wearing makeup. Oh my god. And wow. so Slayer yes, fans were like using Europe and they were just like every night brutal. Slayer. 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 And it was just like, oh man, they'd come out. And people were just like, yes. you fucking suck. Yes, dude. Yeah, dude, that's great. That's great. And was, they were just like. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were. I'm sorry about that. I That's mean, okay. Joe Vation was sorry. Joe, Derek got I'm excited. So sorry, but okay, then okay. they were like pulled. But they kept going. Yeah. Every show they come out, and they'd be like, you know what? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Exactly. And they would just keep playing, keep playing. God, I was like, I, I love, love you guys, man. And I was like, this is great. Love that first album. It was, you know, a learning experience, I think, for them. But it was great to see them because they love Slayer. Oh, they yeah. love being on stage. And they what's just not to a love? hard band to open up for. What's it's not a imagine. hard band to open up what's for. They didn't, care. They, you know, they didn't what's care. they didn't care. They didn't care. And then Slayer gave them a lot of love. And, you know, they were great guys. And they just stuck to it, you know. And you see what happens. You just, it's, it's, it, I know you've both felt it. You play that show when you're just weathering the storm. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to get through that set. You know, in so it's, many days in, it could be brutal, and, and, I, and I'm always like, one more, yeah, one more, baby. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, you know, you're weathering the storm. Like, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, oh my god. So we made that record, and we still toured with metal bands, but then we kind of focused back more on touring with punk bands. But yeah. we oddly made a pseudo metal record. We our next <laughs> epitaph kind of. I know they really shifted focus too at that time. I remember the Souls for a period left, and yeah. Pennywise and. Things were different, and the music scene changed. Remember, there was that dip for a yeah, while. Man. Like yeah. shows were tough, dude. You know. Yeah. And then uh, we ended up making a record for Serge on oh. Serge's label, nice. Surgical Strike. Yeah, we did that with him while he was doing that, and uh, whatever year that was, two thousand something. Mm-hmm. And and then <laughs> uh, we did a lot of touring on that, and I think we just felt really lost. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we kind of lost our way, and it was shows were kind of weird, and 
So there were not many breaks like with your touring cycle, right? It was like album, tour, album, yeah. tour. Yeah. Okay. So grinding, man. Yeah. Right, that writing, was the shit in the nineties, oh, man. Yeah. Writing early that Sarah's record sorry. though was a big deal for us because that was the first time we took an extended amount of time off to write that record. We wrote that record with Jason Freeze. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. Which one's this? The, uh, uh, Death is My Only Friend. It's out of print. Yeah, Death is My Friend. Out of print in the States. Mm-hmm. But, That's 2009 uh, it came out, right? Yeah, which Sarah just trying to get it back out, which Okay. So, uh, uh, but uh, we wrote that with Jason Freeze. That was a whole new experience working with a songwriter. We had yep. never done that. Okay. Took us, it, we learned a lot. To no relation soon. to Josh Freeze, correct? It's his brother. Wow! Yeah, Jason plays in Green Day. I know. Too. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Jason's like the go-to guy okay, for bet. keyboard, sax, accordion. It's he like play, the Minor Brothers. Like the Minor Brothers. Exactly. Okay. He, he plays in Green Day. He was in okay. Goo Dolls, Jewel, Sick. Joe Walsh. He's that dude. Jewel the singer. And he's, yeah. Wow. He, I fucking love Jewel. Oh yeah, that was like wow. one of his wow. first gigs. And he, uh, he, uh, he's a Fullerton guy too. Okay. So nice. locals, you yeah. know. And and his brother was in the Vandals, so the punk oh, scene. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we wrote that record with him. That was a really cool experience, and I think that expanded us. And then we were really lost. Shit wasn't going very well. And then uh, Fletcher reined us in because Fletcher from Pennywise yeah. had a label for a while called Viking Funeral. And so Fletcher put out our next record. And on that record, I feel like we kind of really found punk rock again. Mm. We were still a thrash band, but we kind of found our roots again. And that was us starting, I feel like, to rebuild and really find ourselves again writing-wise. And... and uh, how that long was, did it take you to do that album? That like, was 2012. It took us a couple years, man. Well, okay, of, so you took That's some the Black times. Sheep of the American yeah. Dream? Yeah, Black Sheep that's of the cool American name. Dream. Black yeah. Sheep of the American Dream. That was the first title we had that didn't have death or dying. Yeah, or right, right. It was like a theme, you know? And, and that yeah, was like the that. longest time that you took to do an album. Absolutely. Okay. And also, because we, we toured on and off in between, but then everybody in the band started joining other bands mm, okay. and doing a lot of touring. So, And then there was a period of time where I... I just wasn't touring a lot with any band and I was uh, just tour managing people for a while, you okay. know, and we were doing stuff in between and uh, uh, we made that record. We did some touring on it and we, I think it really kind of like, oh, this is our direction. Okay. And then a, a few years had to go by again because of everybody's lives and being in different bands. And then we, uh, we made an EP with a German label called Concrete Jungle Records. That, I know that. Yes. Who we met through the adolescents, who, okay. we, who we share a drummer with. Mm-hmm. And uh, Soto is the, the brother. Rest in peace, Soto, man. My brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 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 I love your love for the adolescents. Oh, dude. I need to do a deep dive of them. I'm not, oh, I, I know oh, some dude. songs I'm not the biggest. Come on, bro. Man. No, I'm sorry. Be honest. <laughs> We're going to do okay. some. I'm, I'll make you a playlist. Okay, bet. Okay. Oh, there's, okay. there's no finer punk band. Okay. So, um, I love um, they love them. Man. It's, it's, my, it's my shit. Um <laughs> But yeah, so we did that, and we really found our way. Then we made this EP, and then we noticed like a jump with the EP. Like, nice. okay, people are feeling okay. the writing a little more, and I think it was more us. Right. It, it, like we weren't, not like we were trying to be something we weren't, yeah. but we were just trying new things. And yeah, like, I love that. Pushing things to the extremes of writing, whether people liked it or not. Yes. I love that, A too. lot yeah. of them did not, did not like those records. Definitely a good but, direction, yeah. Right. But uh, then uh, we came back with uh, this next full length after that ep the last one we just did last year yeah which is uh 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 we're all dying just in time just in, is that yeah that came out already right that came yeah, out yeah it just okay. came out in 2020 okay during the pandemic and uh to me that dude here we are like this fucking us dude you know and, and yeah like, like we really feeling yeah so how long was that gap us. how long was that gap between the last one 
2015, dude. Wow, okay. Dude, Dan, Dan, our guitarist Dan, plays in uh, a band called Fear No Empire, another band called Zebrahead. I know yeah, Zebrahead, Zebra, yeah. You, yeah. Zebrahead are bros. I know. you got, well, Ed's just like one of my best bros. All those guys. Allie. Wow. We knew each other from OC okay. being younger. And uh, punk scene and all that. You're right, right. And uh, so our guitar player plays in Zebrahead. That's so cool. And, uh, uh, you know... Um, our other guitarist uh, plays in a few bands. He plays in Austrian Death Machine. Remember them? The, mm, the, the I metal don't remember band. that name. I don't. Tim Lambesis' other band, the joke band. Every song okay. is about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sick. <laughs> oh, it, I need your I boots, need to... your clothes, your motorcycle, all the oh lines. Yeah. And talk, I have to look this and, up. And another similarity you guys both have. You, you, you replaced a singer in a band that has already been established. Yeah, and, and he's I, done, I've he's, done it twice. He's done that with Voodoo Glowskos and Manic Hispanic. Voodoo Glowskos. And yes. how is that? I mean, what is that? Oh, dude, it's so awesome <laughs> dude I, dude like because you're, you're in the band with people that you obviously death by stereo is your family yeah these are also your family your friends but it's like it's a different thing you just jump into oh, a yeah. band and i'm straight up voodoo fan man i saw yeah. them at parties i saw them at like diy shows yeah in Those the scene they're in the scene yeah yeah it's i don't know how eddie can make his right hand do that yeah they're fucking voodoo glow skull story yes 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 on the same plane flying to play a show i think with anthrax in yes. europe and spain and our base tech and uh our front house guy yeah are getting wasted on the plane with voodoo glow skull oh that's the back. great they drink everything on the plane pretty much on the cart and wow. everything and then our crew guys like the front house guy yeah. and base tech proceeded to berate <laughs> the crew and the people oh, no. on the plane. Oh no! The entire flight, people were pissed. I wasn't on this flight. It was a different flight. My other band members told me. Plane stopped, got to Spain or wherever, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh, everybody's staying their seats. Uh, the police are going to come on." And uh, they ended up arresting, I think, somebody in no Voodoo. Way. I have to ask wow. about it. No way, and, and, dude. and our sound guy dude, and our bass tech, and people were applauding. Voodoo used to They're wild like, out. Yeah! So when they, like, when they pull them off, yeah, they pull them off the plane. I love it so much. And I was like, I oh have to ask him. I have to ask him. So you saw him get that. escorted off the plane? This is what I was told from the other, my other band wow. members. And oh, I got man. to the show. I was like, what's going on? They're like, uh, no sound guy. I it's know. so funny now because now all we do is like smoke pot and go to like antique stores and like fucking <laughs> get up early. I heard there's a waterfall in this town. You know, early. <laughs> got to figure out who it was, but it was like. It wow. was hilarious, I guess. I I promise you I will ask about that. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. So how, so how long have you been in Voodoo Ghost Clothes for now? Now almost four years now. Wow. I, I uh Crazy Tom and Monty from DFL yep. were at my old pad in Hollywood. And they came over and we had like a fire pit and we're just hanging out, catching up, and they were like, Yo, did you hear Frank quit Voodoo Glow Skulls? And I was like, No, nah, man, that that sucks. Mm. You know what I was like, that fucking sucks. And they're like, Yeah, and they're like, yo. Like uh, it was either it was Tom. He goes, I, he goes, I, I oddly, <clears throat> oddly think you'd be a good fit for that band. And I was like, really? And he goes, dude, it would just work. You should hit him up. And I'm like, I don't know, you know. But they had always been so kind to us over the years when we run into each other, play each other a couple times. Uh, that I actually, because we had talked about it, I wrote Frank. I mean, not Frank. Sorry, Frank Seal Singer to quit. I wrote Eddie, his brother, and I was like, yo, man, like, I hope you guys are cool. If you get it back together. Let's fucking do some shows or something, man. How has this not happened like more than it has, you know? Right, right. Come on, man. And, you know, and, and he wrote me back and we just, me and him and George were talking too and we just all started going back and forth and then it turned into like, we think we just want to fill out our obligations. And I was like, well, fuck wow. it. If you, need, okay. if you need a fill-in, I'll do it. 
Right. Yeah. And he was like, okay. So and I got then you. it turned turned into, hey, come try out. Wow. And wow. then he sends me like twenty three songs. And I'm all, what? <laughs> and so, where were you at your life at that point with Death by Stereo? Yeah. Semi busy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like 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 Death by Stereo, I think could have got busier, but Dan was so busy with Zebrahead too that yeah. I was like, I think I can make this work. And manic just kinda happens when it happens. Yeah. You know? So but uh I just went for it, dude. I fucking was dude, I just hammered those songs into my brain Damn, dude. Man. every time a song would come in an old song would leave you know yeah i know you know, yeah, what? Yeah, you yeah. know how it is you, you learn fuck phenomenally have, more songs than me dude. yeah i learned a lot of songs right so i went in with the my book of lyrics and yeah they were, and then they were i think they were just kind of like wow shit this dude gives Prepare, a shit yeah he gives and i yeah. fucking went in there and just hammered through the set with them bah, 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 bah. And, and so we went on tour and we went to Canada for fucking 40 days. That's amazing. Like, like your first days. run yeah. with them? Oh, yeah. I, dude, we were friends, but I didn't really know them. And, so, and how that, that worked. Was been, that, yeah. It was great. Because okay, cool. I, knew, I knew that it was awkward for them, too, dude. Cause yeah. Their yeah. brother retired, dude. But I know. he's still their brother. They've only been with their brother for I know. fucking 30 years. And, like, so... It's big shoes to fill for you. Yeah. And, and, dude, honestly, like, those guys are so fucking awesome. They made me feel super welcome. You were so nervous is, playing the first show? Dude, my first show was It's Not Dead, like fucking 10,000 wow, people. that's a big festival, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it, dude, I, I was so Oh, your friends are watching everything. And I had dude. a road map of lyrics on the stage. Wow. You know I mean? Like, dude, like, Teleprompter I, you know. and shit, teleprompter. Dude, I, actually, it's funny, but, <laughs> but like, I hit up Skiba that damn well, you let me borrow your teleprompter. I know, you got, I know you got one, bro. But like, <laughs> he, could, he couldn't let me borrow it or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. But like, I texted him like, bro, I know you have one. And uh, uh, But uh, I had just the road map and I was super fucking nervous. And then right after that, we bounce from It's Not Dead because Voodoo is in two worlds. We're in the Latin world mm. and we're in the punk world. We go to the observatory to play another Mexican ska show where no one speaks English. Wow, man. Vale, Voodoo, vale. Voodoo has records all in Spanish, yeah. And and so <laughs> so the draw is not a fa- And nobody there gave a shit that yeah. like we were playing with Rancid. Wow. They want to see us with some fucking bands that sing in Spanish. Yeah. These kids are going to fuck. Totally sold out fucking observatory. Same night, and so you sang in Spanish all, twice. Oh. Wow. I, did, I did. I did part of it in Spanish, part of it in English. That's and amazing, dude. Yeah, Latin fests we get called crossover. Okay, they're like, oh, you're a crossover artist. You sing in English. And I was like, what? <laughs> you're like, you mean wow. we think we know crossover DRI? Right. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's so weird, right? But yeah. But, so two shows in a row in the same day for my first shows, I was fucking so nervous man two different audiences wow so i just gave it everything i fucking had dude and i just did that every fucking night dude every fucking night and they were just like yo this tour was great let's do it and we took it head on canada how were the fans fucking went off dude and were they receptive of a new singer well here's what i think saved me to an extent um frank the old singer they had they had like a vibe so his vibe was like the luchador the wrestling masks Mm -hmm. You know, so I went out there and we got my own design Dope. of a mask, you know, and it has a VGS shield on it. Mine cool. had devil horns. His didn't, you know, and, I, yeah. and they were like, look, dude, don't let them hate you till they hear you. Keep this on for half the set. I love that. Hate yeah. you till they hear you. Right. Yeah, and man. I was like, OK, we go in somewhere in fucking Quebec, some giant festival on stage. Place is just going crazy. Halfway through, I take my mask off. We do this like kind of like Aussie kind of intro. He's a lot tall. He's a taller dude anyway, right? Way so, taller than okay. me. But dude, I take it off, start swinging my fucking hair on, and I you could literally see a lot of people every night just go, like, what the fuck? Or some kids recognize me. Some kids just like, what is this? 
and it kept going. Like it, we got them going already. So I, how could they hate me if they're running in a circle already? Hundred percent. Right, yeah, it's right, the voice. Right. Man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I wouldn't hate somebody if I was already. Is running your voice my, a lot similar to his? I I, I can kind of emulate. His, okay. He's got yeah. a really particular deep kind of like yeah. bark. A real deep, blah, 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 real deep bark. <laughs> yeah. And he's fast as fuck, dude. That was the hard thing. And I okay. know you went through that yeah, too. Yeah. Syllables. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me, dude. It was so hard. But, <laughs> you know, Frank's a G, dude. Frank is a gangster, dude. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, but, dude, I, I was pretty accepted. I, I didn't see that many haters. And as the tours went on, it just kept going yeah. increasingly well. And then, we just toured it out for a while, and then we finally wrote a record, and it's cool, man. the single just came out, and I think in five weeks, the oh, album oh. will be out. Wow, amazing, perfect. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. What's the album man. called? Uh, Live in the Apocalypse. It's wow, about man. It's about this experience That's right amazing, now. amazing, man. Any songs in Spanish it. on that? There is one song in Spanish, uh, 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 Pared de la Muerte, wow. Wall of Death, because yeah. it's about the whole <laughs> Trump thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that so how long? And we're also last? hoping it's a Wall of Death anthem. That yeah. Shows. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So this is the yeah. first album with you on it. Yeah. And it's the first. And it's the first oh, album since when? It. Was the last one with oh, Ghost released? Years ago, man. Okay. Twenty twelve or something. And, and that dude Frank is completely retired from music. He's got a band called the Tiki Bandits. He does. They do okay. like kind of like hyper versions of like oldies music and stuff. That's it's cool, dope, man. Dude, yeah. He was always a cool cat, man. Shopping. Dude, he's a yeah. rad cat. Actually, George brought you up the other day. Oh uh, yeah, I was. Ta- I don't know how we got H two O, and he's all, "Dude, Toby's rad, dude." He's like, <laughs> "I did." He's all, "I didn't even really know him. We knew each other." And he's all, "I was just at this fest one day," and he's like, "I didn't." He's like, "It was, it was just a weird." He's describing a weird off day, and he's all. Then Toby just walked up to me out of nowhere and was like, "That's dope. You're still doing it, bro." And he said he was like, <laughs> "You just like made him feel rad." And he's oh, like, cool. "He's all that dude's cool, man. That dude's a that's good awesome, dude. man." Like, yeah. Those I moments. Agree. I agree. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. And then, hey. and then, what about Manic Hispanic? Dude, big Manic Hispanic fan my whole life. If you're not familiar, Manic Hispanic, you're amazing, dude. Is, okay. My wife turned me on to him. Okay. It's a it's a band made up of all these legendary Orange County guys. Okay. So it, Warren from Final Conflict, mm-hmm. you know, and the Cadillac Tramps, Gabby from the Tramps, Steve from Adolescence. You know, there's been a lot of guys in the band through the years, but. Mostly the main guys have always been in it. My wife was close and, with Gabby, rest in peace. So that's yeah, what I know about the band. Yeah, Gabby's mm-hmm. great fucking band. Our brother. Yes. And uh, so Manic, the whole deal with Manic, it's, it's like if Chichi Chong had a punk band, right? So Manic takes so, classic punk songs and changes the lyrics and then records records with them, right? So Mommy's Little Cholo. Exactly. Mommy's Little Cholo <laughs> shoots methadrine. Da-na-na-na-na-na, sex at 15. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, you got to get them immigrated. Donk. Ah, right, you know, hey, right, yeah, Tonto, yeah. you disrespecting me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we change it all into like kind of cholo jokes, Mexican jokes. It's really great. Maybe commentary on what it's like to grow up being a punker that's Mexican, dude. I'm a bonker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bonker. You know Ruby, you know Ruby Soho? Yeah. Rudy, Rudy Cholo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's banging. Echoes of the oldies coming through my body walls. They're throwing him a goodbye party, but he's sitting there all alone. Someone's humping in the bedroom, and his cousins are freaking out. You know, it's it's like you know we 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 just we, I love it. It's, yes. ba- it's so great. So uh, makes me happy. Manic made four records with BYO. And they're out of print, but we're trying to get them all back. And we have a new record coming out, too. Yes. Damn, bro. I'm records, bro. So this is the, the first one since Gabby's passing? Yes. Wow, and man. We started the ideas with Gabby. Some ideas were with Gabby, then he passed. And then we were really lost for a while, you know? And then we all... 
we had a lot of people hate, but they didn't really know him. You know, they were, they, you can't do it without him. It's fucked up. It's his mm-hmm. band. And he wanted us to, though. So right. then we, mm-hmm. And it took us a while to get the strength and the courage. And Soto really led that charge, man. And he's like, dude, this is our band. Wow, you know, man. we did our first show back and we didn't call it Manic Hispanic. We called it Mexican Society, a tribute to Manic Hispanic. Because Mexican Society is one of our songs. And uh, then after the show, we're like, no, fuck that. We're fucking Manic Hispanic. It's our fucking homie, dude. Fuck everybody. Wow, yeah. And we, and we did it. And then we wrote most of the record with Steve. And then Steve passed. And then we were devastated. Fuck, two, two homies in two years, you know? I and know, man. so then we just fell apart. I could, none of us could even think about it, listen to it. None of it. We did. You know, we had done one last show after Gabby and when we first said we were going to give it up, you know, mm-hmm. and then after Steve, Steve, Steve didn't want any of that, you know, kind of hoopla. So it was just we were quiet and yeah, we didn't play. And then it's he wanted the same thing. He always want, every, yeah. they wanted to keep going. And we still have three OGs in the band that started yep. the fucking band. And they're like, dude, this is our family. Mm-hmm. So is there a lot of, he- is there a lot of um, weight on you to fill those shoes? Yeah, because get so when the thing about Manic Hispanic is it's always the joke of having a shitload of Mexicans standing on stage. So there's always extra guys. So Gabby always had side guys, right? Yeah. He had Sonny and he had our homie Ray Bones, Ray Rodriguez. I stepped yeah, in for man. Ray Bones. Yeah. Heavy. And so he always had a side guy that would kind of do backups or do yeah. a couple of the songs here and there. And then I, uh, later on in years, you know, meeting the scene and becoming friends with the guys, and I became the side guy. Yeah. And I, dude, my first show you were there was yeah, with was. Rancid at the Fonda, dude. Yeah. And I would, then once again, super fucking nervous. That's a sick and, one. And I'm in the band with some of the most legendary sober guys in the scene, right? Wow. You know, Gabby got a lot of people sober. So did yeah. Soto. And and I remember being backstage and Soto just looking at me going, fucking dude, stop pacing around. You're fucking bumming me out. Drink a goddamn beer. Wow. <laughs> I'll never forget that. These sober dudes like, chill out, Holmes. You know, and I'm like, yeah. all right. So scared. You're crazy but, nervous, right? Yeah. Yes. And then from 08 to now, I've been with the band. We have this record now. And it's some of our best shit. Me and Steve, we all did. But dude, Steve had this way. I'd come up with a concept and he'd call me the next day with all the lyrics. Damn. You know, man. like, Soda, wow. Like the new record we've got, um, we do uh, a waiting room from Fugazi, but it's called Holding Cell. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know what La Huda means? It means the cops. Oh, La Huda picked me up. I weigh, I weigh, I weigh, I weigh. <laughs> it's not my crime, but I'm the one they blame. My homies are cruising. My homies are cruising. You know, that is fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. we came up with all shit together. We did uh, Descendants American, but it's Mexican American. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, We've got, uh, what else is on the new record? Uh, Bouncing Souls, True Believers, but it's Mas Chingones. It means you know, badasses. Wow. <laughs> so you know, like I fucking love it, man. I can't wait to hear it, man. So I'm pretty excited, and all the songs are all every, Manic Hispanics rules. We run every song by every dude and every band. And yeah. Get the blessing, you know? She went through Fugazi for that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve went to Ian. Dope. Wow. And, Dope. And I'm a nerd, dude, because I, I tormented adolescents here and there, and I went to D.C. with adolescents. I know. I don't know Ian McKay, man. Come on. And I, I, I was working a product. I'm sorry. I was working a production gig at Coachella, and he walked by He's me. He's always there, yeah. He walked really? by he me. He goes to Coachella? They, I'll tell you about it later. Always. Oh, always it's always dope, there. dude. He's there with his family. He talks about it on my pod that's coming. I had him on the pod already. He's coming out. And I always work, it. you know, at that at, at that festival. And and I was walking by with my nine thirty shirt on. Nine thirty club. He, he <laughs> fucking stopped me, dude. And I was all like, oh my god. And he's all, hey, I helped design that club. And I was like, dude, I literally have to run to the stage to go work for this dude that you, I know you don't. Some DJ. I know you don't want to see. 
and I can't talk to you, dude, but I fucking know who you are, man. My name's Ephraim. I fucking love you, dude. Thank you. You know, and he was like, oh, cool. So <laughs> He's I'm, so chill. Yeah, I'm in D.C. with adolescence a few years later, and then, uh, dude, Soto's all, hey, it's Ian, cool. you know Ephraim? And I was like, oh, you know? And he just looks at me, and he goes, oh, Ephraim, what's up, Ephraim? And I don't know if he was just being cool, but it felt like he remembered my name. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's not a lot of Ephraims, so maybe I yeah. had an advantage. But he, I was just like, this guy really remembers me? And he legit was like <laughs> interested in talking to us. And, yeah, he's great. You know, dude. wanted to know, like, I, what I liked about him is he, I think that way too. I'm, I'm really into new shit. Fuck old songs. And like, dude, he wanted to, it was almost like he was watching newer adolescence members than the old ones more. Like, mm. how's he doing this? How's he interpreting this song? It was yeah. cool, man. Yeah, he's Maybe cool. I read into it too much, but. No, nah, but he's, <laughs> he's the best, dude. But yeah. anyways, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't even it's know how we got on Ian. No, I love that. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind talking. He's, he's like, oh yeah, the manic. Song, he's like yeah. the hero though. That's, like, that's awesome. No, what, 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 go ahead. What are we say? We got the manic record coming out. It's, it's great. Our, I'm excited. Our, our newest guitar player, Elvis. After Steve passed, it's funny. He always wanted to jam with Elvis, so Elvis from Left Alone joined our band. That's he plays cool, in, the, in the Transplants as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He uh, wow. he uh, he joined our band, and he's putting our record out on his label, Smelvis Records. Smelvis, Smelvis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we uh, we've got three videos shot now and uh yeah and we started actually like shooting skits to take manic in a more comedic direction than it is Mm -hmm. and uh we don't know what we're gonna do with them but we're just trying to make funny things that make ourselves laugh and see where we can take this thing because we can't play yeah i hear you and and you got our brother randy limagata new voodoo glow school song oh yo dude shout out to randy man we love you brother death by stereo played with lamb of god once in reno in like oh four or something and we don't know each other (laughs) all right i'm a heavy show but i'm I'm a fan yeah another heavy show where we just get annihilated (laughs) but the lamb of god crowd was a because there's little punkers in that crowd man because randy Mm -hmm. his vibe gives off the punk yeah he's the best man yeah and 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 uh they were a little more forgiving than, say, a Soulfly yeah. crowd, you know. Although there was a good amount of the, the yeah, the old arm yeah. crosses, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot I of, know. and I get it. I I've go to a lot those. of metal shows. A lot of dudes like, yeah, yeah, I, and that's they don't usually like the kids pushing them around. Yeah, and, right, yeah. But uh, uh, George Voodoo, our bass player, I don't even know how somehow ends up. Randy ends up on George's Instagram live on a split screen, and they're just chatting to like. Voodoo family, how does this happen? And he's wow. like person to person, and he goes, "Turns out Randy knows who we are." And I'm all, "I think he's a punk dude or something." Like he I knows from his up. t-shirts. Or yeah, whatever. he comes from the roots. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. yeah, and and then and he's like, "What?" And they're talking, so I watch it, and he's like, "Oh, dude, that one Voodoo song and this song. I used to put this one on mixtapes for chicks." And so then it turns into George just, "Hey, dude," like texting, like, "Do you want to sing on a Voodoo song?" He's like, "Fuck yeah." So we made this song that's going to be the second single called The Walking Dread. And it's like the first half of the song is ska core. And then it just fucking turns and just goes metal as fuck. And just, oh, me and Randy just, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. So I'm pretty excited. Shout out to Randy, man. That's, that's going to awesome. be, I think, in a couple weeks or something. But yeah. And, and then what about nice. what about program, your, your store? Skate shop? Yes. I am part owner of a shop in Fullerton, California called Program Skate and Sound. And uh, we sell vinyl, uh, skate. Uh, we have shows. It's cool. One day we'll have them again. But uh, yeah. it, we are just, I don't know, man. I'm just lucky, dude, that everybody, all the friends really supported. And, and dude, we're a thousand square foot little room mm-hmm. packed with shit. And like, you know, dude, like 
Baines played our shop. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen footage of it. It's crazy. Yeah, Rusko yeah. came and DJed at our shop. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we get like, dude, dude, just dudes that I met throughout music life have just come yeah. and been so good to us, dude. Yeah, it's cool. The How many really years you had it there us. for? How long you been there for? Almost ten years now. Damn, that's fucking amazing. That's a long time, yeah. especially for a record store. Yeah. Especially everything. Yeah, everything's yeah. changing. Hardcore is it? Yeah. Yeah, not Special. just hardcore, but no, hardcore really saved us <laughs> a bunch of times, dude. Skateboarding, hey, all homie, that, yeah. Hey, homie, we need a show. You know, yeah, like, help right. us out. You know, but uh, it's cool, man. And dude, people are supply- surprisingly respectful because, dude, we'll have some thugged out fucking bands once in a while, and I keep getting too far from the mic. Yeah, I'm all self conscious. Okay, sorry, it's okay. It's, it's I'm fucking, watching my lines and be with some fucking thugged out bands, and yeah. people are so respectful. You know, we've maybe had one fight ever, mm-hmm. you know, and then fortunately some of our associates tied him up in a knot, you yeah. know, and just, <laughs> don't come back, you know, and, uh, you know, we're all like, please stop. Yeah. You know, but uh, giant fucking random guys. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's been cool most of the time. You know, we get a hole in the wall once in a while and just yeah. patch it up. But dude, hardcore saved us, man. It's so cool you have that spot, but, man. But dude, it's, it, it, it's traveled like. Like we've had guys that like I never thought I'd ever meet come to now because there's not a lot of places you can do in stores. So we've had like Master Ace at our shop. Wow, you know I was what I mean? Born to roll. Oh yeah, Master Ace the best. So hard, oh dude. So best, hard. Master dude. Ace is the shit. Dude. That's Master cool. He came and did that, dude. That's yeah. awesome. So we've had what's that? Uh, it's, it's a big uh, Instagram guy, the Scary Kids Pool Party. Mm, my I son sound, might know that. I shit. sound I, I sound really old. My son might know, but that. he's a I big fucking that deal. That's not punk okay. at all. Okay. Reached out to us. I want to shoot a video. Wow! In our shop, we're like, whoa! So that's cool, man. We're hanging in there, man. Yeah, it's awesome to hear. And and when when shows can come back, we, everyone's welcome. We don't yeah. just do these bands. Mm-hmm. We're doing all the kid bands from the neighborhood. That's and cool, any, man. Any DIY tournament that comes through, you might get on a show with somebody dope, dude, at our yeah. shop. Just yeah, that's so cool. Trying to help everyone we can. Right? Yeah, I love you know? that. And no matter what style or whatever, because yeah. there's not a lot of all ages, and uh, like. It was some high school band or some shit. Some kid came and dude, like a hundred kids showed up to see this kids band, and we had kind of showed them. Well, put one of your friends at the door, charge whatever the fuck you want, give all the money to the band. Yeah, you know. And then at the end of the night, the kid he had like four or five hundred bucks or something, and he's like, "Dude, I have all this money." And I was like, <laughs> "Your band's big, wow." You know, like, dude, That's... give the money to the bands. Be fair, you know. And he's like, "All right." And I was like, and he's all, "Dude, it costs as much to play at the other all ages club." Wow. Selling tickets. And that's, I, I was like, all right, here's what you do. You never do that fucking ever. Again. Mm-hmm. Play yeah. parties, dude. Yeah. Play DIY spaces. Dude, play you'll parties. play to more people, too. Yeah. Totally. You, you know? Played and, a lot of back parties, you know, yeah. uh, pool parties oh, and yeah, stuff like that. Dude. Youth of Today did this as well. What? Like, mm-hmm. we played with them a few times. What do you mean? <laughs> Cleveland, where I grew up, they came and played pool parties, whatever. What? That's Clubs. Sick. They didn't care, you know, just play. They just wanted to play. Yeah. Was that the 80s or 88, 89? That was in the 90s. Damn, you used to take him to the 90s and play? It was like 90. Yes. That's tight. Yeah, yeah. That's Dude. cool. Yeah. They were already like. <laughs> no big deal. You used to take the pool party. <laughs> I know. At, I at the time. No, it was. Like, Judge. They played like pizza shops. You know? Wow. Like, it was like, oh, God. It's literally like you're. Come on. Friends, you know, like that's how. <laughs> Still, you know, we're still friends with those guys yeah, yeah, yeah. because oh, of that stuff. It was like losing my mind. Like I never oh, yeah. imagined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's shit, amazing. man. Fuck, man. This. Um, I, I used to ask people questions too. Do you have any <laughs> regrets in your life? But it seems like you really don't. I, I don't. I mean, I have some. Like, there's a lot of 
I think just because when we were younger, I just didn't understand how things worked and, and like, I didn't know anybody. And like, there was a lot of decisions I think I would have made differently that would have put me in a far different place. Yeah. But, but like, I was just busy living in the moment, dude. Yeah. Yeah, So I guess I don't regret it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't change it. I think I can just learn from it and grow. Yeah. Handle you, myself differently, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I'm mellow I, I, now. I'm older. Whatever. Yeah, you know? and like, and one of my questions too: Are you an optimist or pessimist? But you seem super. You've always been positive, man. Yeah, like, man. You have to be, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I growing up, you're and always being smiling, younger, always like fucking. Yeah, dude. It's the only way I can like. I, it's just kind of how I keep it together, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Because growing up, dude, like there we, we, like anybody, not like oh boo hoo, yeah. fucking me, but dude, there was some pretty tough shit when I was a kid, and and where my family came from, and how yeah. things was. It's tough, man. And not that I had it super bad or whatever, <laughs> but, I, and, and, and dude, there was a lot of just fucked up shit happening when I was younger and I grew up and a lot of bad shit. So I was just this music, man. It keeps yeah. me positive. You it know really what I mean? It really saves and you, man. I was just thinking about that. my life, dude. Yeah. The lyrics and so many took bands, me out of like, negative places away from negative people. Uh, right. Yeah. All my friends are in fucking ended up in gangs or whatever. Dead right. dopers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doper. Do- damn dopers. Dopers. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Like, dopers. Yeah. You know, so it, it kept me pausing. Yeah. Got me out of some bullshit. Music will yeah. do that, man, because it's so honest. Yeah. You know, 100 like You know, especially hardcore. You know, that was and, my escape. Yeah, listen to those records, punk. dude. The adolescence, welcome to reality. Seven inch headphones. Over. I'm gonna listen over, to all that shit too. I'm gonna listen to it more. Dude, welcome. To, oh, so Dream hard. Dream come true to see that live, so man. I was just like, holy. Oh, shit. dude, where did you see him at? I saw him in Cleveland when they were touring. It was with the weirdos. I don't even know who was opening or anything. At the, it was Agora? the same time. No, it okay. was at Peabody's down oh, under. Okay. I wasn't there. And uh, I know was Peabody's. Like, MDC might have even been on the same bill. It was just, it was just like a mind-blowing show. What? That's another band that doesn't get enough just, man. MDC was singing oh, about dude, so harsh, much shit. Harsh. So much shit that's You're happening. So right. yeah. But so much shit that's happening now. I know. Like them mm-hmm. and Dead Kennedys. They predicted yeah. everything, dude. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Absolutely. 100%. They were like the multi-death corporation. All, the fucking they were talking about vegan, all, all that, that shit. Then, DK. Know? DK, know, such a big dude. deal to me, right? And dude, ignored by hardcore. You, dude, yeah. this is an important hardcore band. Yeah, man. oh yeah, extremely important. Like, dude, <laughs> I agree. that's hardcore as fuck. Dude. I agree. Yeah, true. everything they were singing about, dude, everything. There was, yep. so but MDC, we went hard, and we, we listened to them lately. Hard. They went hard. Death Row, Ronald McDonald, oh, yeah. John Wayne was a. Oh, dude, yes, yeah. Oh man, you look like you know, you look like you look like a younger, way more handsome. Singer of Slayer. It's fucking what? crazy. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, because of his hair now. Oh, because I have gray hair, yeah. No, because it's something about you, but way more handsome. I appreciate that. Probably I'm, way more positive. Hey, I, I, don't the singer. I don't know the oh, singer. I'm not going to diss the singer. I don't know. Giant fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom is cool. That's a compliment. But you've Thank always you. been awesome. You've always been outgoing. You've appreciate always been positive. And it seems like your journey is still very DIY, connected to your roots and everything throughout your whole life. It's awesome, man. Just trying to keep it going, dude. Yeah. <laughs> But you have maintained through all the different years and everything, Somehow, all the different bands you're I got, in. I got a list of stuff. I oh yeah, and yeah, and then the new band that I recently started, me and you guys know Tokyo Hero, the tattooer. Yep. Uh, me, Hero's playing guitar. We only got three jams, Shout and then Tokyo we had to Hero. stop because of COVID. Right. So it's me singing. Tokyo's playing guitar. Ross GBH is playing bass. Wow. And then, GBH, uh, yeah, give me fire, fire, oh, CD yeah. Bay bass, free Ridge. dude, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's Ross, the OG, and then uh, 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 um, 
Pete Street Dogs is playing drums. Oh wow! Yeah, so we got shout to Tokyo Hero too. Great tattoo artist, great human. Okay, amazing. All right, and he's playing some nasty fucking rock and roll kind of punk, and I was like, fuck. And what's it called? Word Attack. Word Word Attack. After the adolescence song. Damn man, this guy kicked so much adolescence today. Yeah. Hell yeah! I don't know why. I'm just forever blue. Into it more, man. It's I, crazy. I, mean, I know I was, the album cover with the blue and the red. Yeah, yeah. That's hell yeah, shit. dude. It's the that one. That was I, the one that I got turned into, and I was. It's just I don't know his his vocal technique oh. back then. I was just like, this is so fucking punk. Yeah. Like yeah. subhumans in that. At the, I was just like, I loved like that radical, you know extremity at that time i was like i was like yes yes them i gotta fuck with them more, man. I'm, I'm gonna get into that adolescence you know I you was, know uh, what's great about them to me is tony their singer and I, i'm gonna get a little deep about that that's okay <laughs> tony tony is a true artist in every sense of the word because he doesn't care if the band falls apart and ends tomorrow as long as he does it his way and i've seen him go on stage and like or like I having mike call me from europe he's like bro you know like tony did the crazy shit tonight i'm wanting he's all the promoter just wouldn't fucking leave him alone about the blue album. Play the blue album. Play the blue album. Uh-huh. Play the blue album. Tone right before the show goes, no songs off the blue album tonight. He's all, what? fuck that guy. And he goes, we're going to play shitloads of music. And, Mike, and then he's all, we're going to play it till everyone leaves. And Mike's yes. like, dude, we played 40 songs. He's all, I didn't even know some of the songs. I was just like following along. Wow. And, and he's, and yeah. And he's like, dude, we, something ridiculous. Like not 40 songs, it. but wow. a lot. Like, you know, 25 songs or some weird shit. So, you know, that's like, punk as fuck too. Yeah, that is so punk. And it's he so just punk. believes in his art and his truth. And and and, dude, sometimes dude, I love Tony because he'll just say what no one else has the balls to fucking say in his music yeah. and in life. And he's what a, does he live? He's an activist. He's out in uh, uh, Altadena. Make sure I'm on the pod. Get to know him. I'd be interesting to get. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. I'll link you up. Be educational. Dude, Tony, Tony's the best, dude. Yeah. And he he, yeah, Dak, dude. I, Touring with him and Soto, driving around, they busted knowledge, I'm sure. dude. Just like I'm sure, man. I can only imagine. Oh, dude, I've kid in a candy store, dude. Just driving around <laughs> with those guys, dude. Just I love that you've been like the punk, the metal, the hardcore, all through everything. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Like, all different. I, I'm very grateful. I mean, yeah. And I it's mean, how you grew up too. All the different types of music yeah. you grew up on. You know, like I never thought we'd spend a fucking year with suicidal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, it's a fucking dream, especially yeah, up in Cali. Dude. Yeah. Dude, especially yeah. greatest tours I ever did in my life was Suicide and Madball. Wow. We shared a bus with Madball. It was when it was still called the Resistance Tour. I remember that. Yeah, and uh, dude, it was when you were making writing the uh, Hazen Street record. Yeah, two thousand. Freddie would be on the bus with headphones on. And, wow. And I'd ask him all these questions, and Hoya like, "What are you guys doing?" You know? And they're like, "We're writing this record," and I'm like, "Is it a rap record?" And they're like, "No, man, this is like a different kind of record. This, you know, this is like a." They're they explaining to me like, "This is mm. for the big world, bro." You know, this is big boy shit. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And they were explaining to me about how it worked and about working with a bigger pop producer and all that stuff. And I remember yeah. watching Freddie kind of craft that record on that tour. And I was like, dude, this is cool. That opening track is one of the best hardcore songs ever. Wow, thank you, man. Are you ready to die for us? <laughs> Are you ready to lose your freedom? That was such Are you a ready? cool idea. Are you with me? You're not. Cause, you know, I, I, dude, I, I love that song. I, I forget who our producer was. Oh, you worked with that Howard Benson. Howard Benson, yeah. You like how you, you like how I with do that? Howard. Yes. Oh my god. You did too. Yes, on the against, against record. Yeah. And Holy that's shoot. And that's how I know Zebra. Was he wearing sweatpants? Oh, because he did. He, he, he did yeah. Zebra. Was he wearing sweatpants the whole yeah, time? The whole time. Oh, that's Howard, amazing. Howard's amazing. He's Yo, so he's so hilarious. interesting, bro. He's an interesting dude, man. And he got he when we worked with him, he was just getting into Pro Tools. Oh, like, really? Wow. Came around. He's like, a new what's thing. this Pro Tools thing? 
I'm gonna read about Wait, it. Wait, I can sing this chorus once? Yeah. yeah. Like, really? He did some big bands, right? Before Dude, Motorhead. Wow, he do my chemical romance oh, yeah. too. He, no, he moved the, on to do like he did the big like, the big oh. Warner Brothers like less than Jake records. Okay, okay, the, okay. Pop, yeah. pop stuff. Yeah, he did a lot and of way pop bigger stuff. than that. And then, like, he, then he just moved on to do a lot of like he's like I'm I'm with the big stuff now. Okay. Yeah, man, he was very interesting, man. <laughs> it's kind of it funny the way that, that was a fun experience that happens with producers over the years. We just had a convo with a conversation with Death by Stereo. Sound like a nerd of convo, but uh, <laughs> yeah. everybody's like, that guy's a fucking lame, bro. Um, but we talked about producers, and it's funny because I just reference guys from records I like. I'm like, well, what about this guy that might have done this Snapcase record or this guy that did that yeah. old record? Yeah. Nine. Yeah. And then we're going down the list, and everyone's like, that guy's huge now. Yeah, they were all like, we can't afford this, dude. I'm all, oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's dope. It's dope. <laughs> so he's we're, massive, right? We're, he's massive. He's we're okay. actually getting ready to make a record with, with Billy, Billy Bio. Oh, wow. We're, we're going to do a Death by Stereo covers record. Oh, shit. Awesome, yeah, man. And, and we're you doing so much Billy. going on, man. I know. You stay I'm so lying. creative, man. It's awesome, we're, man. It's inspiring. It's all we can do I feel, right like, a lazy, <laughs> I feel like a lazy piece of shit. I know. Like, I have like a list out. Like, okay, what was the other thing? <laughs> it's like six years since our last album. Like, but it's inspiring, dude. man. It's like, wow, I should be doing more music, man. So did the pandemic affect your life? And things besides going on tour, did that really? Yeah, fa- financially, it crushed yeah. me, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I hear you, really did. But, but, Yeah, but, not, but it seems like not mentally. Like no, um, it kind of did. You know, it does feel a little like it dude, fucked us all up mentally. Like it beat us down. For yeah, sure. and it, de- there definitely was some depression in there. I think, Pandem- yeah. like everybody had. I yeah. gained a little weight again because you know I got I got super into like my health. You know, yeah. And then I, gained I remember a that again. Yeah, I might and, have saw you with a smoothie or a green drink once. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I I completely <laughs> I changed. You did. Man. He flipped it. Flipped my whole life. You have to go back to life. it. Bro. I have to go back, man. Yeah, yeah. And I I am I'm, I am back on it. Yeah, okay. But yeah. I just you know I went through a rut and you I look young though. Thank you. I have to learn to accept that. You'll fuck up here and there, and that's my big yeah, problem. Man. Like, You're not get, perfect. Uh, None of know? us are fucking perfect, man. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I you know me, I did a 180, dude. I was I was party boy, bro. You remember? Dude. Are you sober now? <laughs> uh, like one beer a year kind of guy. One beer a year. <laughs> you know, sounds like a song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, dude, dude I yeah, I, I and and to be honest, like it's so weird. Like I used to go on the you remember the, they used to do all those Jaeger tours with the bus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know, I we, even know that. I don't even drink. Yeah, we went through so many bottles a night, every fucking night, dude. I don't know how yeah. I did it because now when I think about it, I just go, ugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like that I'm in a good place because it's making me do that. I smell it and I'm like, I can't do that. Uh, no I way. just can't do that in my life so anymore. So you think man. being off for like a whole year helped you focus on all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, I'm tr- really trying to just write different. And I feel like now that we're older, uh, no offense to any bands, but there's so many bands around us trying to be young mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean and like dude <laughs> i'm not fooling anyone right yeah you know what i mean so i'm trying to learn how to embrace to write differently not repeat myself and also no longer say we are the da 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 they are the future yeah you are the future yeah i'm the past bro yeah you know I mean? like but i'm we trying to are emb- over soon <laughs> yes 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 exactly so i'm just trying to em- embrace that kind of positive <laughs> aspect almost of writing. retired but I know what you're saying. I, I mean, get there's that's so much dope. knowledge. You write like that. Yeah. But there's so much knowledge that, you know, over the years that develops, you know, from touring and playing, seeing so many different styles of music oh, and being yeah. around so many different bands. And like you said, when you take that time to write and to just be yourself, then it, you know, just go with that, you know, especially at the age. 
that we're at and what we've gone through, you know, yeah. it's just like go with what we know, what feels good, you know, you're right, yeah. you know, and that's what we need to, you know, put that security into that, like, and believe in ourselves. Yeah, Dan from uh, there's uh, so many bands that you know, oh, absolutely, are trying, you know, to to appeal, like, stay right. relevant, yeah, do all that yeah. shit. I think the young kids will like you if they like you. Yes, right. Yeah, just the way we did. Yep. With yeah, older bands when yep. we were young. You like them, you like them. Right. Yeah. Just out of touch for me and, I, and mm-hmm. that's okay yeah that's why I love the, uh, if you're familiar with the Jay-Z 444 album one of the last records he made was like the most mature it was like adult contemporary right, hip hop yeah. but it's a 50 year old man like what's he right. rapping about the same shit come right. on and it was yeah. great and it was, I don't want to hear rapping record. about the same shit you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah that's okay I'm a re- I'm a really really big drum and bass head I love bass music always had since I was young super into drum and bass right and uh that's what I like about that. People in the UK, if you go to like to see like a good DJ in the UK, they don't want to hear any of his old songs. Yeah. They want to hear new sounds, mm-hmm. new beats. What's next? What's going to move me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I like that attitude. If it was up to me, I would ruin every band I'm in because I'd only want to play new songs. Wow. Well, this is what we're talking about. And that's what I want from the... other bands. Yeah. That's where we we're just talking about this, uh, the last podcast that you had. Yeah. And we're talking about with the... God, we were talking with Matt from uh, the Bronx. Bronx, yep. And we we're talking yeah. about. I was like, "How many songs, new songs, do you play live in your set?" You know, yeah. it's and, hard. And, and we were questioning ourselves. It was like percentage of songs, yeah, percentage like two, of songs, two new songs, two or three we would do. And it's then, hard, man. And, and then oh, a lot of bands is. started saying, "Like, hey, you guys should play more new songs." And then we started thinking, you know what? We wrote this album. Why yeah. aren't we playing? New we're songs? proud of this yeah. album. We yeah. love yeah. this album. Yeah, yeah. So we started playing yeah. six. Seven yeah. songs, and we're just ramming it down people's throats. Yeah. And then people were like, "You know what? I love the fact that you do that. You have a different set list now. Yep. It's awesome. I never heard those songs live. You always played those other songs. It mixes well with old songs. And now we really love pushing yes. new songs. Yeah, that's cool. Do, do you guys <laughs> feel this way? I used to view the set list differently. Mm-hmm. So I would, I always thought that, like, dude, we have to go into jam and into jam and into jam and into jam because the circle can't stop moving. I can't right. let it slow down. Mm, I have to yeah, fucking yeah. push the mountain around, as Ed from Zebrahead says. <laughs> push the mountain around the whole time. But And because if we'd play a new song, there'd be this, like, eh, this lull. <laughs> right. But now I understand, like, it's not a lull. They're in taking so much exactly. fucking fury sure. at such a yes. fast speed. It, yeah, you know, I yeah. love that feeling. Yeah, dude, yeah. You know, like yeah. holy shit, this is the new shit. So like, yeah, I've embraced. That, oh yeah, you know, there's peaks it, and valleys in yourself. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. But I, I buy a new album. I want to hear yeah, those songs live. You know, like I really get psyched. Like, oh, please let them play this new song. Like yeah, I heard, dude. I just heard. You know, yeah, you learn the lyrics, you're ready to sing yeah, along, yeah. all that yeah. shit. Right, right. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Do you have any daily rituals? Daily rituals? Smoking herb. Okay, it's okay. Well, I think my listeners smoke weed. Take, take, take the edge off. I think they made it legal in some places. Yeah, it may be legal now. now. You drink coffee? I, I'm a big advocate for it. I'm a tea drinker. Actually, nice. we got a hot tea right by okay. here. I, I, I want to fuck. It. I want to switch to tea too. What do you green right. tea? What are you on? Uh, I, I, what do you want? Black tea, <laughs> man. I just drink black tea with some honey in it. Damn, it's my t- jam on tour now. Okay, I was, I, dude. You know, I mean, I was just like. And I can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, but uh, I drink hot tea every night now. It's most wonderful. Do you, yes. have, do you have a uh, top five uh, artist or anything or no? Uh, dude, so or inspirations hard. or like uh, uh, something that really geez. like inspires you to start the band or? Um, 
Adolescent, suicidal. We know that. Yeah. Adolescent, suicidal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Bad religion. Bad religion. Slayer. Slayer. You guys. Ooh. Uh, uh, Brazil. You know, uh, Black, top five, yeah. Black Flag that's and right. Misfits a lot, Yeah, that's too, cool. Man. I can you see know? that with so you guys. That's my first hardcore I heard was Black I hear Flag. You, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I liked any hip-hop? Uh, dude, I'm a big hip-hop head, too. Oh, you said Master here we Ace. Go. Okay. Yeah. Master so Ace is the shit, dude. Actually, top five hip-hop. Here we go. I don't even know if I should say this, but we have a new voodoo song. That we haven't done yet. We're gonna do with Charlie Tuna. Well, I know that is. Yeah, J Five, Jurassic Five, Jurassic Five. Oh, he was also in, in Ozo Motley, who I, I, I love toured Ozo, with from for the Warped Tour. Yeah. I saw the Warped Tour there. And uh, 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 my God, are what? you going to be? <laughs> Where do I begin? Are you okay. rhyming on this song? Are you rhyming? Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you got it's, bars. Man, this guy start rapping like in his forties. It's tight. Yeah. I like that. It's tight. Put a solo so record. Yeah. Ephraim. So weird. Hard. I like that. Ephraim. Yeah. There you go, dude. So, but, what are your tops? So, we got some tops for for hip hop. Yeah. Obviously, I'm super into the Golden Era. I think the Freestyle Fellowship is the greatest hip hop group of all time. Okay. All time. Okay. West Coast legends. There's okay. a, they like they it. really, dude. Ever, ask anybody in LA. Okay. The Freestyle bring it for us, and they'll be, fuck yeah harder than anyone. Okay. Okay. And uh uh anyone into the real like kind of more conscious scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Yeah. But. I always do say, as much as I'm super into conscious music, I like my hip hop fucked up and yeah, gangster and fucking yeah. ignorant as shit. Let's yeah. fucking get it on, dude. Like <laughs> I listen to a lot of Chicano rap too. Nice. And 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 dude, it I'm just, sounds so good. Hell yeah, it's, it's a flow. different flow, right? Yeah, it's completely flow. different. I love it. And and uh, Kid uh, Frost was the shit. Oh, man. Kid, dude, amazing. Oh, Jimmy, Kid uh, Frost, so dude. Uh, uh, I, I, I did actually. <laughs> I used to be on a podcast called Into the Weeds, mm-hmm. and uh, we we did an episode with Mellow Man Ace. Oh, you sick, know what I mean. Sick. So I'm super into Latin hip hop. Obviously, I'm into all hip hop, but I like gangster. Oh, of course, I did. I've done what happened. I did a song <laughs> on an Ecuadorian band's record with Sendog randomly. Whoa. Those guys are cool as shit. Cypress, fuck the best, and yeah. and uh, but I'm super into that whole scene. I just love gangster ass fucking cool, rap, dude. Like it's okay. NWA, obviously NWA. Uh, all day, dude. Snoop Dre. I'm into like a lot of the Texas shit. Mm-hmm. Like, w- dude, when Skinhead Rob got to fucking do Paul all that tour with Paul Wall, I was right. always like, tech, dude, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Texas. like super into it, dude. But I like old gangster shit. I like Too Short a lot. <sighs> MC8, you know I mean? remember MC8? Oh yeah, I know MC8, dude. Yeah, Hell yeah, MC8. Uh, uh, um, oh god. Uh, too from the short. bay uh uh i like e40 a lot too short you know e40. yeah too short uh um far side is it mac dre is that a west mac Coast? dre is dope yeah, he's from yeah, the mac bay dre. too mac dre is the shit he he died early so okay okay but he you know in the in the bay he's really fucking worship okay i, I uh, not gangster but i love hieroglyphics yeah they're dope too um, yeah yeah uh I, I got to one time go up to their place in the in, in oakland they have like a hieroglyphics warehouse oh shit yeah it was weird dude it was a few years ago i went to the hyro warehouse where they do all the creative shit and in the 90s, at some point, they made Hyro jeans and they had like a million boxes of Hyro jeans that didn't sell. And I was like, please tell me you got a pair. I, I, I didn't, but they were all just like oh. giant fucking jeans. And I was just like, I don't want these fucking you jeans. You should rock them for your solo record. I know, dude. <laughs> so, Hyro jeans, dude. Wow, so you can have a hip hop song record. That's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, actually, that's how I met Chris from Program, my partner through hip hop. Okay. Chris was in a short lived group. We were all in the Rebirth of the Loud Comp. Death by Stereo, H2O, H2O on Priority We did Records. Ice Cube song, yeah. Okay. And we, we, uh, 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 Death by Stereo just had a song on the bonus CD, and then I sang on a song with a group called V12. I heard that we, name. We, th- we did Rumble, the You God song. Okay. And we're on that record. That was record. before D12. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they had a whole deal with priority. And my friend Chris was one of the MCs. That's sick. And, That's and, awesome. And their hip hop group. And that, was, so, that record got to a lot of people, man. People made all the time about that, that record we were on. It's crazy. Yeah. And so we collabed. It was DBS, them featuring DBS. That's and cool. that's how I met Chris started program. So we had a shared love of hip hop and hardcore. Nice. So, that's cool. But dude, I, I, I don't, it's hard. I don't even know where to begin, dude. Okay. Yeah. You need yeah. a lot. We, we, a lot. T- yeah. T- today, me and Derek came out on our Sad first. Boy Loco. Right Sad Boy now, Loco. I'm Come really on, into, man. I'm really into <laughs> Sad Boy Loco. And let me tell you why Sad Boy Loco is one of the hardest fucking rappers alive tell right me. now, dude. I got into him. We were follow, me and Eddie Voodoo were following him on Instagram on tour. He's from uh, near Santa Barbara, but uh, the east side. Okay. And uh, uh, dude, I don't even know. I just follow him. <laughs> I'm a fan, right? This dude made the, one of the hardest songs I've ever heard. This dude gets stabbed, right? I'm listening. He goes to the hospital, right? He's in the hospital, stabbed by this dude, and he survives, right? Mm-hmm. And his homie records the news clip of man stabbed and blah 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 and. He gets out of the hospital, goes right to the studio, puts that clip at the beginning of the song. This man gets stabbed, blah, blah, blah. Yo, I'm still here. Yo, I'm still here. Like basically, wow. like, come on, motherfucker. Let's go again. Jesus Yo, Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why I'm still here. You fucked up. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Sad Boy Loco to me is like the realest, hardest okay. gangster out there right now, he's man. He's still around too, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's big right now, dude. So I, th- wow. I think YG signed him or something. YG's but, dope too. Yeah. Me, me and Derek just came out on a song today. My first time ever rhyming on a song. And, really? and Derek's as well. We did a cover song of She Watched Channel Zero by Public Enemy. No way! And it just yeah. it just came out today, and it's with Send Dog, MC Search from Third Base. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, three three eleven. Um, mix what? mix mix Master, Master Mike, Mike. Master Master Don, Faith No More. It came out today, and all the what? money all the money goes to what? It goes to uh, to help Roadie Relief Program. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it came out today, Dude. and so we were we both did Flavor Flay versus me and Derek. So that's the first hip hop thing I've ever done. I, I grew up in hip hop, and it's my first thing. Incredible, yeah. dude! Are you second. kidding me? And we, I recorded mine here. And thanks for getting me on that shit, Derek. I'm Word. excited. Hey, Thank hey you. are you into hip hop? Let me blow your mind. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, no, that's not what I meant. Though, when I started by that, it's like I grew up in hip hop, and I never tried rhyming because I love it so much that I, don't, I'm, I can't really rhyme. I hear, I'm but that's the, the first way. time I ever kind of rhymed. You know? Right. Right. I feel like I'm blowing hot bad breath on you. No, guys. you're fucking okay. good, man. Okay, I'm self-conscious. Well, fuck yeah, from thank you so much for coming here Thanks today. For I'm having me, man. This I, is fucking awesome. This is amazing. I'm, I'm really excited to like, this. Talk to you, man. Yeah, um, man, right on. Dang. It's, it's, it's a great combo, yeah. and I've known you for so many years, and to sit down with you and hear your story, I love you even more. And I feel like Thanks, dude. this podcast makes me appreciate not just appreciate, but love the people I've already known and hear their journey because we met each other past dude, and playing we, shows. We've played we don't, we, shows. We, but we don't know each other's story, so like, thank you, dude. I really appreciate your time. I learned your story from listening to the Freddie Madball episode. Oh yeah. Oh shit, my man. I'm a fan of the podcast. All right, thank you, man. Thank yeah, yeah. you. So I appreciate you being here. It's great to have you. And uh, I appreciate everything you've done with music and Thank you, the people you inspired Likewise. and everything. To your positivity. Both you. To both of you, bro. Yeah. I'm, wait, is that a Selena right shirt? On, Selena Gomez? It's so not Selena, Selena, dude. Selena. I didn't mean to say Selena Gomez. I'm sorry. The queen. The, yes, dude. She's, uh, she's uh, a few days ago in 1995, we passed. So we remember our princess. Wow. Yeah. yeah dude. She's any, any more questions for this young lad? It's all good here. Right on. Well, thank you for being. I have ho- questions for you guys. Oh boy, what's it like being in a band with Mackie, dude? Sick. Ooh, All right. one um, of the illest drummers to ever. walk. The yeah, earth. playing with Mackie was. So rewind. rewind. Long story short, my drummer broke his wrist. We had a tour of social distortion, uh, somewhere between heaven and hell, like '96. No way. And uh, he couldn't do the tour, so we got Mackie. And so we had really? Mackie. Mackie played drums the whole tour. He set up sideways on the stage. It was incredible. That was a dream. Fast forward, Hazen Street. Yeah, he's fucking one take. No incredible way. in the pocket. One of my favorite drummers God, of all time. Dude. He makes it look so effortless. He's such a talent. 
Scott That's my answer. What's your, what's your question for this guy? Swagger. He's got style, What's your question man. for Derek Efron? <laughs> <laughs> Put him on the dude, spot. I, oh, I got questions, yeah. dude. I got, I got, hit him with hit him. Well, actually, I, dude, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, you know something I love? I just have to point this out to you, okay. dude. <laughs> your band does something I'm not take a, a piss. lot of bands do. So I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, dude. Okay. There, we're from a generation that like wrote songs as a band and jammed and learned them and played them live and then recorded them and tried to make the recording sound like the live band. Right. Now, I know every band's fallen into that trap because of necessity and distance and all that, but mm. we write and record songs and then learn how to play them for tour. You, uh-huh. you, you know right, what I mean? Right. But I feel like you guys don't do that. Mm. At least it sounds like you don't, man, because right. some of that shit just sounds so realized and so jammed out. Right. And like, dude, I love that. And it feels so punk to me, dude. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that it's element crazy. is just like really natural. The, the the way that those guys have always written music before I was in the band was always yeah. just jamming, you know, just jam it out. Right. And then as time went on, it was Andreas writing, you know, all this, you know, yeah. all the music. Yeah. And now with uh, Eloy uh, as our drummer, oh, dude. who's dude, <laughs> whoa. a monster. Hey, what? How about, how about where the fuck? did you find him yeah, dude he's it just takes it to a whole different level yeah but i i think what helps a lot now especially is having that space to write and that preparation and yeah. that makes a big difference because we were knocking things out pretty quickly you know and it's a lot of pressure fast. you know so when we give our time ourselves that space and time to really put things together and just jam go home listen to it record yeah, everything dude. Everything because we have everything in the demo, like you're saying, just jamming. You know, like it all comes together and like, all right, we we have the demo, we have everything pretty much done before going in the studio. Like we go over and over and over and over and over where it's like that's what's gonna go in the studio. And then we have that recording and give that to the producer, like this is the album. That's where I just got back to. We're doing that again with DBS. And then with that producer that's another member that comes into the band. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know what? We should add this or maybe change that. And that's cool to hear because they're coming from an outside the circle. You know, it's that's something cool. you may not have hit, heard since you've been so absorbed in what yeah. you've been doing. Which you, you no, no, no. You know what absolutely, I'm, dude. So, like, uh, kind of like my ears are dead. Man. Yeah, exactly. My ideas are dead. Right, like, right. I, I'm stuck. I need so we, somebody we to So we definitely through. do the jamming and jamming and do it over and over. We're like, you know, this just feels right for us and it's, but a lot of the albums are usually written, like you're saying, before we go in the studio. Like, you guys did some stuff uh, here and there with Roy, I remember. Yeah, he did Dude, a whole he's tour. he's one of my favorite drummers of all time. Yeah, Roy's bro. a badass. He's a badass. Oh, my God. Man. Come on, He did an man. entire they, tour with us in, in Flames, and it was uh, so much fun. From Nausea to Stone Sour. Dude, I know. It's so rad. It's amazing. So know? rad. Him yeah. Chow, dude. Yeah. Chow, yeah, dude. I know. Chow all, came all, out to the last voodoo show in Buffalo. Chow, Chow. Yeah, I love dude. Chow. All, from punk, ro- all Chow. from punk rock, man. All of them. All, yeah, all from punk rad. rock and skateboarding, Woo! man. It's pretty it's cool. Pretty, oh, absolutely. How we're all connected in that, in that way. Totally, yep. I think dude. it's something magical from punk and hardcore that you don't get from other genres of that community family. You, no matter where you go, if you're totally. wearing like one of the, a shirt they recognize, automatically you're in comedy You talk about something, you know? Dude, I'm so interested in brazil and you have okay. tons of experience right you obviously you live, <laughs> have you, you been there, there right you've been there right here the only play at death by stereo never got oh, to bro, we got so much people and then oh, uh, an man. opportunity would happen for whatever reason we couldn't we went everywhere in south and central dude. america everywhere and smashed and, not, and, not and, brazil. and it's it incredible never, and, then, and then right when i joined voodoo glow Skulls, right when 
I said yes to the tour, they, we get this email. What about you guys in Bad Religion in Brazil? And I was oh, like, dude, dude, this is like the perfect be, intro to Brazil ever. That and, would be, and, huge. and we couldn't do it. So we know that it's there's oh, someone man. there wants it, it, to see it's gonna us. happen oh yeah i'm sure dude, and i got so many bands i love from brazil dude oh, I, I also God. think we i also think we know somebody yeah. that can make that happen yeah <laughs> i'm sure yeah yeah mr green i'd be mind blown yeah. yo that'd be sick there, dude. dude if it was like oh, it, it would that's by staring oh that would click oh dude i'm not that would be like a festival but listen i've been i've been there i'm looking out for ephraim Right. If you take take Death by Sarah, it'd be amazing for them, man. Yeah. Hey, we're ready. That would be amazing. I'm just saying, I, I love touring just South saying America. We're ready if it ever happens, I love you, South America. I miss touring there so much. Shows That's are the incredible. Best. One of the, the are last incredible. the last incredible. tour we I did was with Death by Stereo in we went to Colombia and we did some shows in Mexico. It's the last thing amazing, we did. man. Yeah, yeah, so. It's that Latino audience is oh, dude. <laughs> off the hook. Off the hook. Dude, after I joined Voodoo, man, oh. and getting to rock Latin crowds in Spanish, yeah, bro. Yeah, that was that was a question I was going to ask. Like in, in Europe and in, in places where they're speaking Spanish, like in Spain and stuff, is it? it we played certain festivals, you know, where it, and it's it funny because it's just like it clicks sometimes, but other times we're just like, oh not yeah, yeah. In Spanish, who is this band? I'm like, yeah, why yeah. are we on the Spanish? Oh, that'll happen to us like in Ohio sometime. You know, Ohio, I mean? yeah, yeah. But dude, I, I, I try. That's to... where Derek's from, Ohio. <laughs> no way, Cleveland. I try and I actually made some funny Mexican jokes last time I was in Cleveland. But like, uh, I try to kind of break the mold and loosen it up a little bit because, dude, race is a crazy thing right now. In I the guess, last few years so. during Trump, and so like, I remember we played the uh, Camp Anarchy in Ohio. This. I don't... It's, it was know. a big punk okay. festival. It's a big punk festival. Yeah. Your brother was there. It was like yeah. Offspring and Voodoo okay. and DBS and all our friends' bands and right. cool. Pennywise. And I remember I got on stage and I, I'm all, what's up, Ohio? I'd like to introduce you to fucking Mexicans. And like pe- <laughs> people don't know what to do. They don't laugh, but I'm trying to let you know it's okay. I would yeah. laugh. You can laugh. And people were like, what? And I'm all, I'm all. Hide your bikes and lock up your sisters, or or hide your sisters wow. and lock up your bikes. And people just looked at me, and then we just one, two, three, go, boom, right into our fucking voodoo. Wow. You know, between songs, I crack jokes left and right. And dude, after, by the end of it, I think people realize I can laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But dude, dude, there's a lot. Of, it's weird, man. In 2021, mm. you go to some places where people just don't know what the fuck a Mexican is, but. I don't. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I know. It's but, crazy, but, but most places they do and it, everything's great. Things are going in the right direction. Yeah. You know I, mean? <laughs> I ran the 90s touring, man. I, I, where were we? Somewhere in the South. I, and the only option was like a Taco Bell. And I walked in and asked for a quesadilla. And they were just like, what is they're that? Like, they, they didn't even have even it pronounce yet. it. Yeah. They didn't sure, even have it. They're yeah. like, a quesadilla? A, 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 a and not, I'll have a quesadilla. Oh, dude. <laughs> I remember, remember not. You know. I, I mean, I remember when like coffee was getting introduced like oh, good yeah. coffee in the u.s when oh dude a guy came back from work and i was like painting with like charlie gariga Shout yeah out to charlie and we'd be painting and be like oh man i had one of these new uh cappuccinos they're delicious you said like, that yeah this one guy we're working with and it was just like wow i was like a cappuccino i was like i don't think you say it that way a yeah cappuccino, it's like, dude, it's a cappuccino. a quesadilla a quesadilla dude I- yeah, that coffee thing kind of changed the game, yeah, especially I mean, for touring are, bands, dude. Yeah, people are dude on Warp Tour. Which dude was it? One of the homies from Boston's. Yeah, Joe Gittleman. Yeah, he set up coffee. A fucking Joe's co- Joe Coffee. Yeah, he's Joe Gittleman has own coffee thing. Their bus every day. And Shout out to Joe Gittleman. Smash it because every touring guy's like, good coffee. Yeah, Sick. Americans so have to cool. learn about the culture of good coffee. Yeah. It took yeah. some time, but we've got. There, I'm not a know? big, not the biggest coffee drinker, 
but I'll always have a coffee with stigma. Wow. That's great, yeah. You know, you know last yeah. time we're who else? Who else? Let's go have a coffee, kid. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I have fucking I haven't had coffee since March 18th. How about you? Uh, maybe a week or so. Yeah. This is the last time I was it's in It's making Europe. me crazy. Yeah, it's making me crazy. I'm chilling right now. <laughs> I know the listeners are sick of me talking about my ups and downs of coffee relationship, my love and hate, but it's I feel really great without it right now. Okay. How about right. you feel good without yours? I feel all right, man. Okay, I don't okay. feel bad. Okay, I mean, yeah. I know that I would feel pretty good if I had one. I know, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm awesome. not going to lie. I'm, I'm sure That's like amazing. it gives you that perception. Pretty, like, pretty, pretty. I love, I love okay. having good. like senior conversations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's so fucking we'll awesome. talking about bowel movements. Nobody yeah. Ever oh, talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, when, fiber, I remember right. when Descendants, Descendants was singing about coffee. I was like, dude, my oh, yeah. mom drinks Sanka. My mom <laughs> drinks coffee. Sanka. You make it Sanka. I'm like, I'm like, how much older are the Descendants to drink Drinking coffee, they're like two years older than me. We're looking at them like they're drinking. They're talking about coffee and farts and shit. It was crazy. Does man. Sanka even exist? I no. hope so. But you know what I'm saying? Coffee was an adult thing when I was a kid. It was super it was adult. Very adult. Oh, yeah, very Only adult. But then very I remember like up. Peter Chris, or not Peter Chris. I keep saying Paul Stanley did a Folgers commercial remember back that? in the day, and he sang it. The he sang it. Part of the up. Wow. Yeah, it's. Really bad. But now every teenager's drinking coffee, right? <laughs> I know my son drinks three a day. It's crazy, man. I don't know how he shit. does it. He's like, it's a weird. Motorboat. Yeah. It's his grandma's fault too. She let him have a taste when he was younger, and he loves oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids weren't having coffee back. No, then. man. And le- not in America. Was, that was the adult drink yeah. back yeah, then. Yeah, it was super yeah. adult, and it just smelled like that. We too. had Joe Kohler. Joe Kohler. Yeah, we were Joe banging. My Jolt parents were like, absolutely not. Yeah, none of that. was the original like energy drink. No, no, no Mountain Dew, no sodas like that. Oh, we had sodas like a mother. We had like generic sodas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know like all about that thing. game. It's the same thing. I know all you about know, that. I, I feel like I had be... a pair of likeys. You know what I mean? You know, the swap meat shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The likeys. <laughs> likeys. I remember whatever you call them, like fake yeah. shit. Tons yeah. of fake stuff back oh, in the day. Oh, yeah, dude. It was I feel great. like we could have like a, another whole two hour episode after this. We're just keep talking. <laughs> I know, no, I love it, though. We're going to have you back for part two. I'm all about it. Where he just interviews us. It'd be fucking oh, amazing. Oh, dude. I'm not even joking. I'm both of you guys, dude. 100%. I'm dead serious. Are you down? Dude. I'm dead. We're going to do a part two. We're going to do a part two. That comes back and interviews both of us. all about it. interview you. Yes. We'll come back for part two and they do us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, do I, it. I could literally go album for album with you guys. Do right. it. Like, okay. Boom, boom, okay. Boom, boom. And I, I'm 100% I sh- down. I know shit. Okay. It's on. I know shit, dude. It's on. And uh, <laughs> all the listeners, when this when we drop this podcast and we announce it, make sure you comment that you want that to really happen so we can remind us when this drops. It's yes, going to happen. Yes, please. Yeah. Ephraim, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me. Much yeah. love to you and everything you're doing. You have so many things coming out. Can't you wait. have fucking new Girl Scores. You have a new Manic Hispanic coming out. Working yeah. on a new DBS. New DBS record oh, coming out. Yeah. Produced by Billy Biohazard. I pay attention. Yeah. Program Skate Shop in Fullerton, California. Get skateboards, oh, get records, that all that, right? Hell yeah. New single in a couple weeks. We do Glow Skulls with Randy Blythe. Randy Ooh. Blythe. Yeah, we love you, Randy. We fucking love you, Randy. Love Hell yeah. Randy. Thank you, Randy, Great for human. being so cool to our band. Thank dude. you, dude. I, wherever you are. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yo. Peace, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.